Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Have you been watching, is it Truth, Truth Finders or Truth Hunters at Amazon? I've with not Nick been Frost. able to watch anything. No, ah, I saw a fucking ad for that earlier. I watched and I a couple of episodes yeah. today while I was working. It's really it good? good. It is good. Oh, uh, yeah, I need to check that it's, out. Do you know, it's like, it's that right right amount of comedy, scary, and actual... And actual seriousness. Actual seriousness. Like, it's a, it's genuinely really good. I liked it. It's like, I, yeah, I felt that with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's poll. Like, I yeah. thought it didn't need to be absurdly hilarious and I was like but it has the right amount of drama in it also yeah I think that's yeah, I... Shaun of the Dead's the same really it's yeah like, it, both... it's, it's hilarious but it is still a good zombie film as well, well. it's a good storyteller yeah it's definitely a very good zombie movie what happens when it comes to it in the the, the big hole maybe it's it Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Not Another Conspiracy Podcast in Michigan. We have Dean Sorter. Dean, hi. And he can hi. breathe hi, through hi, his Dean. nose this week. I can breathe and it doesn't hurt as much as it did last time. Still hurts though, but I'm doing great. And in York, we have Mr. JJ Jackson. Hello. As we all return, as us UK-based members of the podcast team return to lockdown in four days time. And in South End on Sea, we have Mr. Ben Mills. The South End werewolf himself. <laughs> yes. I'm oh, still, I, just, I, I don't know. know what come over me. I just wanted a rugby I, tap and a cover. I can't, I still can't believe that's a thing. It's a thing. Like, I've not done any more it, research into it either. <laughs> I was like, mm. It came up, it came up about three times uh, in conversation um, and I'd never heard it before, but maybe I've just completely blocked it out yeah. but i think my friends secretly listen to our podcast but they don't like telling anyone so they're no. like oh the southern werewolf yes yeah, I, like, I have heard, oh, of, you've heard that. of it have you like yeah i don't know where i don't know where <laughs> oh, right, but it, yeah. 
I find it funny that I, I have also recently found out. I've, um, if he's listening, Jam, uh, old friend of mine that I, one of my first real friend that I met over here in the US when I, uh, before I'd even moved over here, we've rekindled our bromance and I found out that he's a viewer as well. It's funny that you mentioned it, JJ. Like a lot of our own friends are actually watching our podcast, yeah. but some of them are like, I'm not conspiracy theorists. Nah. I believe yeah, in COVID. I just don't want to tell anyone. They just miss us. Someone to bring <laughs> it up in a pub. Because we're all in lockdown. Well, yeah, we are now yeah. in, in England. Well, technically. I get to, yet, I'm but... reopening the Cinnamons pub. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're nice. sneaking people in. Come on, come to my yeah. pub in the garden. <laughs> bring your own beer. First thing Friday. There's yeah. loads of police around it. Helicopters. <laughs> it's like yeah. people queuing up at Ben. All the Patreons now then, now just then. queuing up outside Ben's house. Yeah, if you are a Patreon <laughs> member, you do get a free pint of whatever beer is on tap at the time, at the cinnamons, anytime <laughs> you want. Only one though, and then you have to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're <laughs> like- That's probably, it. Probably able to lock. What did they do? Uh, so we're going into full lockdown, right? Dean, I don't know if Ben was saying. Yeah, but, yeah. yes. Last, uh, last time you were only allowed to buy like six beers, um, two toilet rolls, everything else yeah. rationed, like one tin of tuna, one tin one of- hand, yeah. One handful so of So you've got two different bar. types of ham. You can only have one type of ham. I was like, but there's two different, two. I thought it was the, two of the same item. Yeah, but they're both ham, aren't they? Okay. You just have to find an ingredient on one that say that your uh, that your children are allergic to, and you right. can't eat the one one ingredient in one of them, and one ingredient in the other one I is did that. Like household allergies. So I've had a cold this week, and um, you know you're not allowed to sell two night like certain amount of paracetamol to one person. Well, yeah. I went and bought night nurse the liquid and night nurse capsules because I like to get absolutely out of it before I go to sleep when I've got a cold. <laughs> so don't That's wake up. That's why I smoke this. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> That's I, why I, I smoke that. I, I, they went, oh, my wife can't take tablets so she has the liquid and I have the capsules. And he was like, oh, okay then. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Drug, I win. Drug, I win. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the like system, the pharmacist was just like, that guy's making crocodile. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one time, and we'll get into the episode really soon, but um, one time, a few friends, we went and had did like a Harry Potter drinking game. <laughs> I don't know why. With me, uh, Matt Marlowe, and my mate Baz. And basically, we'd made our own potions out of alcohol. They were cocktails, but we called them potions. <laughs> <laughs> this is 12 years ago right? um and, when, and, and my one no this is in marlo's flat when he just after he moved yeah. out oh yeah yeah and um my one was night nurse vodka red bull which is like already you shouldn't be drinking vodka red bull because it'll fucking kill you put a night nurse in it and then top it up with like <laughs> orange squash to make it taste nice Oh, yeah. that I was, is literally I was... what little Wayne drinks. Yeah. Oh, drinks like, scissor. Yeah. Herbal drink. Were you doing drank. lines of Lemsip? Oh, Were you doing it, lines it, well, of Lemsip on the side? Well, then we got, we <laughs> ran out of night nurse and we just started pouring like whatever was in Marlo's cupboards into, <laughs> into, into these drinks. And it was just, we got, we started walking to the Alex at like, it was just about four in the afternoon by the time we got, what were two episodes, two, two films, Harry Potter. What the fuck? Absolutely out of our minds talking gibberish. And we would like started walking to the Alex and there's just video footage of us all throwing up in different parts of Warrior Square car park. <laughs> <laughs> and then going into the Alex and then wondering why they wouldn't let us in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come in. Double why? Because you guys have been uploading out. pictures of yourself on the internet drinking pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> you can't come in. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, Drew was probably friends with you all. He was, yeah. He was like, I've just seen all the videos. There's no way you're coming in. 
That's like, oh. fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. yeah, we saw the limp sip as well. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I reckon we, I reckon I had like probably about 500 milligrams, 500 grams of paracetamol. I was absolutely out of it. It was like, don't go to absurd, sleep. Dude. You shouldn't go to sleep. Stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I was to just think like, of you. Hang on a second. Is it there 500 grams of paracetamol in one anyway? But no, no it's, it's 500 milligrams. milligrams. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of paracetamol. But, Ten you know, paracetamol. <laughs> that's five grams. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and about five, about 100 paracetamols, I reckon. Amazing. It's a lot. <laughs> But the yeah, the non drow the drowsiness thing in oh that's what we were doing as well when we ran out of <laughs> I shouldn't really say this because it's mental <laughs> I can say it. <laughs> we ran out of the night nurse so we started crushing up uh, pyrotechnic <laughs> 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 like fever medicine pouring that in there oh fuck you just like I probably shouldn't say this it's pretty like, mentally yeah, I think the air fever tablets like, it, the next level it Get fucks drugs. me up like. Like, you know when you're, like, sleeping awake? Like, you know when you, like, pass out and, like, <laughs> things are happening around you? And, like, I didn't know if I dreamed that or not. <laughs> you know I'll tell you what, I could breathe awake. really well, though. <sighs> <laughs> I could breathe really well. Oh, stop. Uh, I'm seeking yeah. logic. Seeking logic Ooh. in nearly overdosing on fucking cabinet drugs. I had a sore throat this morning when I woke up, but now... <laughs> those now fairies... Now I'm addicted to heroin. <laughs> now I'm addicted to cough drops. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just about to say, that's probably why none of us have got coronavirus. Because yeah. stupid shit like that. <laughs> Made yourself immune forever. Yeah. Everything. Oh, man. Just Fuck. got... Paracetamol okay. addiction. Right, anyway. Oh, anyway, welcome everybody. Why are there no painkillers in the jungle? Because the paracetamol. Oh, uh... fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on to today's topic. And Thank if you're you. a member <laughs> of the Discord, you know already that we're going to be talking about the most famous serial killer of all time. The infamous... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Do it. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah, I've waited weeks for that. I've waited so weeks for that. Yeah, 130, <laughs> 130 years ago, his crimes were committed and they are still probably the most famous crimes of any Committed in crime. Great Britain. Definitely in Britain, yeah. But like, yeah. I reckon everyone knows who Jack the Ripper is. Yeah, so well, I've got no, a tiny. No, no one, no, no one knows who he is. That's the problem. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know, they know what Jack the Ripper is, but they don't particularly or possibly do not know who. So I've got a little paragraph. Oh, I think can... I know who he is. I think yeah. I do as well, but obviously, I do. actually don't know who Jack the Ripper is. Is <laughs> that they're talking? About. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. very like. I was thinking for a long time of uh, Peter Sutcliffe. Oh, the Yorkshire like, York 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 Ripper. They didn't have audio recording abilities no, in, so... in the 1800s. I was like, you're no closer to finding me than you were <laughs> 20 years ago, Jack. I was so like, it's, fu it's funny, mm. me and Ben were saying earlier that um, it's interesting. We'll get to this a little bit after, but it's interesting that you, JJ, like, don't have as much knowledge or interest as what me and Ben do. And obviously it makes sense for where we each live in the country mm, of England. Yeah. But, um, so Peter right, Sutcliffe is from your end of the neck he's of the woods. Is he Yorkshire like the Jack Ripper, the Ripper? Is he like the Jack he, Ripper of your area? Well, they were just basically like, well, we had Jack the Ripper, now we've got the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. Like, 
you know, everyone... it was never the Scottish Ripper. No, nah, right. Do you, you know, go on Peter Sutcliffe walks? Ripper. Yeah, the Geordie Ripper. Do they do Peter Sutcliffe walks around Yorkshire? Uh, <laughs> that's never crossed my mind, actually. I've got an interesting fact, <laughs> The worst actually. haircut in history. Um, this is the one where he got dad's... caught with his trousers and a hole in them. <laughs> <laughs> Just ripped his trousers. <laughs> that's where he got the name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just wore trousers that were too small for him. <laughs> On long walks, and just so happened to kill prostitutes. Were they prostitutes? Like, yeah, they were. They were ladies on the grass. Yeah, yeah. uh, My dad um, is Peter Sackliff. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna send you a picture of him um, around the time Peter Sackliff was uh, doing his things. Pubes on top and on his face. (laughs) Yeah, there is no. Literally, looks like an old school microphone. Just like, (laughs) just. And that, like, yeah. What the killer just... looked like, I don't know, but reminded me of microphone. <laughs> <laughs> just on a like a witness drawing, just a, <laughs> a long shaft and then a big bulbous head. Microphone yeah. with two arms sticking out, like. <laughs> a hammer. Like, a hammer. It was pretty dark. Love that. Just a microphone. It's a fucking microphone with a. Wig I don't know if it's a shrub beard. or a microphone. <laughs> But yeah, my dad, and I nearly said this is an interesting fact, uh, but I think I've got two stories confused. He didn't get taken in um, for questioning, but he should have done because he was, he he actually looks identical to Peter Sutcliffe. Peter Sutcliffe, do you know Peter Sutcliffe was interviewed four or five times? Yes, he was. And he just, and they just totally disregarded him because they didn't have that, there wasn't that database to show that he'd been in like, examined, like, he had been in and out that many times, yeah. About Mm. it. Anyway, was he was he the? Did he get a higher scorecard than Jack the Ripper? He Can did. I yeah. One for the I Yorkshire that, team. Oh, they did. I always thought he had five I thought he as got well. Ele- I thought he got thirteen or nine. Who? Who? Peter. Oh no! <laughs> I thought there was few. I thought there was only a handful. That is fully a T-shirt we should fucking make soon, like a baseball scorecard. Thirteen at least. <laughs> at least. At least thirteen women. Oh, All right, okay. So, so the Yorkshire Ripper is better than Jack the Ripper. He's so better. We're not going to do this episode now. We're just going to stop yeah. it and we'll do Chalk so, the Yorkshire Ripper next week. Right, okay. I'm going to introduce everybody that's probably listening. That Some people <coughs> obviously know who Jack the Ripper is, but that's what we're going to get onto. We're going to get into the, the life of uh, Londoners that were surrounded by... Or, well, Jack the Ripper was part of, you know, we're going to go into the, the, the 1888 uh, era of Whitechapel. Uh, we're going to go into the victims. And hopefully, if this isn't a two-parter, we will also get to the suspects and who our suspects are. But anyway, Jack the Ripper is one of the world's most infamous and faceless serial killers. The name has traversed the legends of time for over 130 years, as Ben mentioned a moment ago. And he still remains one of crime's biggest unsolved mysteries. During the summer of 1888, a string of murders were committed that echoed fear among the residents of Whitechapel, especially the ladies of the night, prostitutes, whichever brass. you may refer to them, brass or <laughs> Roxanne. Um, or now we call them sex workers. They are sex workers. They're, yes, it's yeah. 2020. The, the, okay. the, sex workers work. They're yeah. less dead, as they are referred to a lot as well. Right. And to this day, I there have been countless that. theories as to who could possibly have been responsible for such atrocities from local barbers to slaughterhousemen to the elites of the royal family. That is possibly Jack the Ripper. Now, Ooh. 
the life uh, life within Whitechapel uh, in eighty eight in eight eighteen eighty eight. Sorry, as probably we can guess, weren't nice. It was grey across oh, very the whole. Gray. Very very grey smog. Dewy. As well, a lot of smog. A lot of smog. You know, looks like industrialist China right now. Whitechapel sort of thing. specifically was it, uh, dire. Grim. <laughs> Yeah, Kieran, the Kieran Dyer it's, and the Eric Dyer of London. Um, it, like even if you go there now, it's been gentrified a lot. But if you go walk down any of like Brick Lane and down any of those alleyways and sideways, it's still pretty like narrow and dark. It's not. Yeah, it's, some of them still yeah. exist. Yeah, a lot of it uh, does. Special... Some, of Sorry, murder, ben, some of the murder, some of the murder sites are now. Um, Starbucks or their right, or expensive apartments. Structure. Or the parking structure is now gone. Uh, it is? Oh, really? It's just recently. It's just recently been knocked. That's out. Mary Kelly's location, isn't it? Yeah. So, so yes. they don't do murders there anymore. They're just they're like robbing people. For, <laughs> yeah, uh, basically. Five, five pound for a coffee. Of, yeah, lockdown uh, though. Lockdown. So of the areas, non-essentials all closed. Of the areas of um, uh, Whitechapel, or sorry, of the locations of some of the murders that we will get back to as well. Mitre Square uh, is still one that is very yeah. similar. It's to the same cobbled what it looked, streets, apparently. Same cobbled street. And also what is interesting is there's an alleyway that is commonly thought to have been the escape route of one of the killers, uh, one of the uh, killings uh, uh, escape route from the scene. And that is still same cobbled walls, same cobbled street. So you can go to that area today and get an idea of what it looked like. So... Life in Whitechapel during 1888 was uh, depicted as an area with a populace that were no better than savages. And so most people were like referred to as like criminal persons or uh, populating a lawless street uh, or slums when where not even the middle class would consider frequenting. Um, Except for sounds... a bit of rumpy pumpy. Rumpid whatever pumpy. love what, me whatever rumpid pumpy is so it's yeah it wasn't nice um a nice area but what's it's bloody lovely now oh. but what's interesting is um a lot of london in general we'll get to how we believe that or it's obvious that newspapers in and around the area were hamming a lot of stuff up because of competition but areas in london in general in the 1800s all right toward toward the 20th century um because we're dealing in 1888 a lot of london was still very similar to what whitechapel was like even saying like west north and places away from east london papers were reporting that well-to-do areas were still a little or uh, the west of london where the more aristocratic populace of london resided there were still awful awful areas that were very similar to whitechapel so it's they believed they believed that one of the main reasons why whitechapel was uh, bad was because it was part of the urbanization of london so correct it was people coming in from the because all the all the outskirts were really like Rural. um work and stuff was going down so yes. like everyone started moving inwards and it, um, and and they yeah. even said Whitechapel probably wasn't the worst area, but it was one of the worst areas. Like it's correct, yeah, way overpopulated. And, yeah, you know, so, all, all the research I did was just about about the area. Didn't, now didn't it's do good any research because about Jack the Ripper. because the write up I've got here <laughs> on my notes that I want to go through, so it's more of an introduction into the the life 
within Whitechapel. Now, that little quote that you just had, JJ, I'll bring out the statistic of consider uh, how, how populated London was at that time. So... On the outskirts of London, in uh, sorry, in and around the outside of London, you have an you had an estimated uh, fifty people per acre, and this was within a, uh, a census of eighteen. Uh, I think it was eight. I missed I missed the date, unfortunately, but it was in and around that time frame. Uh, yeah, it was alleged that there were fifty people per acre, whereas in Whitechapel there was hundred and seventy-five persons per acre. So that's like a an absurd increase in, in people. Yeah. And within, Definitely not social distanced. <laughs> no, of course not. And within the killing grounds of Dorset Street in and around uh, the area where the canonical five were um, discovered, Dorset Street particularly, there was an estimated 800 people per acre. 800. And that's, as you were just saying, not difficult to believe, JJ, considering the amount of influx as well from immigrants that were coming into the country and unable to find any better places to live because it was well, London, one of London one of the, was like the biggest port in Europe, I believe. I think at, it was at the time, I think, the biggest yeah. port in Europe at that time. Correct. Yeah, and it was uh, the biggest. Uh, city, least, it was the biggest city as well. It was like the most popular. Yeah. yeah. So Whitechapel was was not a nice place to even frequent let alone live in but i agree with jj there probably it probably wasn't the worst place of all places in london and i think this may have just elevated how bad it was because of the killings that occurred during that summer so one thing i want to get onto as well is now that i just touched upon the fact that it might not have been too bad as to what it actually was. Uh, at the beginning of 1880, the newspaper industry really started to take off. Uh, there were advances in technology and changes in tax taxation that drove the cost of newspapers down. So journalism was becoming more flamboyant, informal, provocative and sensational. So there was obviously a need to sell papers in a very populated area where there were a lot of newspapers, locals, and evening papers um, starting. So considering there was no radio or television, it meant that newspapers uh, was the go-to form of entertainment and informative information. In 1884, there were 15, 15 evening papers, nine weeklies, and 383 London locals. Now... Let's. I mean, I there we go. That's, that's it. We've solved it. It was really <laughs> Yeah, it was just sensational. The vampire just killed some people just to sell the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, hey, it was... podcast. Nice to see you guys. Uh, yeah, bye. Well, the, the suspect, the suspect, I believe, was did have twice to Australia, so maybe Ooh. it was Rupert Murdoch. Rupert, because he is an Aussie, and he? he is a ex-con. Excuse me. Sorry. That's... Apologies. Derogatory term. But um, can't. Now, <laughs> now, me and Ben have worked in London, and I imagine JJ has obviously been to London. Now, in the have evening, have been here, JJ? To the big smoke. You know, Johnny What's the famous, uh, the famous Alan Partridge? Or I ask, spell it S H I T H O L E. Shit Come to London, where you be underappreciated. So. One thing that you probably notice about walking around London of an evening, especially if you worked there and you were commuting home, was the amount of free newspapers that you get thrown in your face. Like even I now, you were say all the prostitutes, <laughs> all the brass just ah, throwing themselves at you. Riff raff, the prozies. It, it's very interesting to think 
like clearly those numbers there 15 evening newspapers nine weeklies and 383 london locals in and around that time it's yeah. an annoyance to be handed a free newspaper when you're yeah. making your way out of or into an underground let alone living in an area where there was like 383 london locals there must have been a paper boy on on the corner of every read all single about street it, read all about it Love it's crazy dead. And um, um, yeah. I guess it's, that must coincide with the invention of the printing press then. No, of course. There were technological advances, so it was cheaper to produce, it was quicker to produce, So then, yeah. and it was the <sighs> only form of in- entertainment and information. Anyone was going to take an opportunity that could find <laughs> a moment for a... What? <laughs> have you guys ever fucking done... Have you ever put a letterpress... No. Broadsheet press together. Uh, I, no, I, I used to fuckery involved. I used to work <laughs> as a printer when I it was my first job. Oh out yes, of school. you did, Ben. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. So I know I used to run a now to run a plate Heidelberg printing press. So yeah, nightmare, but like it's still easier uh, than writing hundred thousand copies by. Hand. This is an interesting insight, well, even now. Well, I I did my final major project on uh, on printing, and I did a broadsheet newspaper based on that era of printing. And I was so proud of it. It took me about three weeks to put together, full broadsheet, cool. printed out, all back to front. <laughs> Guy had to, so there's 300 people doing that every fucking day. Can you imagine if they're, just gonna, yeah. they're just going to keep using it. Ripper kills again. Like They're just going to just change words. Put again in there. The fucking bullshit now it's an interesting insight as well (laughs) considering how many years ago did you did you obviously do this uh broadsheet jj and you saying it was back to front back to front no but what i'm saying is i had to pass it off as modern art so it worked the technology today it should almost be simple and you just said it was a complete and utter ball lake yeah. Oh, no. So basically, I did it to to reflect on the past. Whereas oh, in like, right. Okay, now, okay. Basically, this this is why every graphic designer now is just a fucking keyboard jockey. Because, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm a graphic designer. All right, you've done letterpress. No, no, I use Photoshop. All right, cool. There you go. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> not hard. Like, no, no, right. But back oh, then... Oh, did you just type out a full paragraph? Oh, was it backwards? Yeah, just flip it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, whereas back then, it's fucking like... Fucking bullshit. Oh, did, so... you got a fucking... This is a, what does he call it? A first at university for graphic design. That's really nice. Because yeah, you didn't have to fucking you didn't have to tweezer every individual letter out of the fucking block and turn it around, did you? Or move, so, in fact, move no. the whole sheet. It was like in Arabic. The whole thing was backwards. Oh my god. It's <laughs> your fault. That was your fault. Yeah. That you've was got no one. Fault, but everyone else was like tap 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 tap. You've got no thirteen year old to blame newspaper. it on to take his half a penny away from him. Fuck, well, I know. Bagger off, I'm imagine it. Oh, like, imagine it, yeah. 130 years ago. But they yeah. probably had like more than one person doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> through, through the years of we've just divulged, through the years it had also been claimed that journalists and news writers were hamming up uh, its lack of qualities to no. either sell newspapers. No, ju- no or journalist bring... would ever, ever do such a thing. That is right. the journalist integrity is first and foremost what they believe but in. This no this... one has ever done that. People I... felt that what was going on at the time was um, kind of something for the people because it, um, they were hamming up like life in and around Whitechapel. They either believed to sell newspapers or it was a government uh, ch- uh, well an, a, a, to bring government change to the area to highlight what was going on. And there was um, 
like uh they called it like a form of protest to the uh forgotten people of london uh or at least in the east end the globe the pow like mouth gazette press, i guess yes like yeah a, like well, what you would call free press now right yeah but kind of free pressed compared to what it used to cost because they were saying that the um the the east end uh well sorry the globe and the pow mouth gazette would cost you then around half a penny i'm not too sure what that is in fucking today's day and age but it was considered fairly fairly cheap now in 1885 the pall mall gazette helped change a law on prostitution um the campaigning journalist journalism of yeah. wt stead harnessed public outrage to political ends so that's where ben i'm saying that well, they could have used it for a sense of good because uh, an excerpt reading uh, London's lust annually uses up many thousands of women who are literally killed and made away with, uh, and made away with life sacrificing, uh, sac with living sacrifices slain in the service of vice. Basically, the excerpt saying that women are being murdered on the streets purely out of a desire for sex. And uh, the journalist was like campaigning this thoroughly in the newspapers, and it ended up resulting in Parliament passing legislation that the age of consent would be raised uh, would be raised for girls from the ages of 13 to 16 to what we see today in this day and age. Right, sense of good. We're now stopping but at the end of the. Uh, it's yeah, not go good on. because it closed the brothels and it put them on right. the streets. And Just what I was getting to exactly. So it all sounds. It all sounds it. well and now. good. Don't touch kids, you know? And it's like, now it led to the closure and the job loss to a lot of people that made a living in that case. Um, yeah. And so made it unsafe. Right. So it resulted in Parliament passing legislation of the age rate from 15 to 16. Uh, the changes suppressed trafficking, prostitution, but it also stopped the brothels, as Ben said. So that which led to women of the night uh to apply their trade in common lodging houses or on the streets indirectly creating the white chapel of jack the ripper so you could say that oh the journalists at the time kind of they were campaigning for change in their local constituencies but in the end inadvertently were leading to what we again know as quite possibly the most infamous serial killer to ever grace uh, I say Britain or Earth in general, like the biggest serial killer that has remained unsolved for so many years and leaves until now. With a, <laughs> until now, it was the newspaper industry. Boom! There you go. They created it. I would da, say da, da, that da, da, it da, is definitely yeah. like when I was trying trying to do research. Every American, every American podcast that was about murder that had one episode because they. Realize there was shit at podcasts. Yeah, there were so many about. They Jack realized Ripper. they didn't just keep doing them like we did. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's because as well that there's <clears throat> it's not such a direct story, and that that lays testament to how many newspapers and journalists and the sensationalism that was being written about him. You know, it's like there's so many different aspects that you can cover. But as again, also, it was at a period where technology was slightly advancing in certain respects in certain ways we were just just heading towards the 20th century things were changing so there well, were a lot of industry was huge wasn't yeah. it industry it was, was like obviously oil um not oil coal and yeah whatnot was it, it, i'm guessing that the is classed as the beginning of the industrial era right right or, or well, at least it the... was yeah halloweeny black yeah. cat 
Easter egg. Yeah. I just hired her for that for tonight. <laughs> Perfect. So um, you know that I had the tin can and the rosary beads and the glow sticks. You're this our Easter awesome. egg, dude. That's actually Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I was going to say you hadn't ordered a prostitute in. Cat the Nipper. <laughs> <laughs> she's coming. She's coming later. Well, maybe I'll have to wait for the second part now. In the Star <laughs> newspaper on August 31st, 1888, there was a story uh, with such headlines reporting a revolting murder, a ghastly crime, the deed of a maniac. Uh, papers wouldn't usually publish sensational titles like this, but it was only the beginning of which a string of murders would capture the fascination of not only the people of London, but the local media and journalists that some say has led to the beginnings of sensationalist news that we read today. That's really damn interesting in the sense that as we were saying technology is advancing printing machines are more yeah. accessible uh it's allowing more pressings to be made resulting in so many newspapers and then this one thing occurs that then throws an absolute pot of gold into yeah. the laps of every single newspaper well, it's the what? beginning of the true crime the original true crime boom i guess yeah, you could look at it that way. Because it was like, oh, it's sort of like we can read about it. We can see the ghastly details of what's going on. Because it's human nature to be it to be that it's car crash material, <laughs> car yeah. crash television, as they would call it. Yeah, it is. It's... You know, you have to look, didn't you? Like you don't want to, but you've got to. Um, right. And well, I mean, we're doing a, we're doing a podcast about these things that they reported on 130 years ago like exactly so they got it right <laughs> they did they yeah. did and it's it's whether whether or not whether or not it was uh, a case of newspapers hamming up a particular story or a group of stories or it is genuinely something that occurred in uh, a moment of time where for something like that to fall in the lap of newspaper printers and journalists mm. That was a pot of gold to everybody. And then it was obviously a race to be the first one to report this or to be of, uh, of such details or to be the first person to point a finger at a suspect. And yeah. that's probably why there are so many damn suspects and as to why this could be yeah. a two-parter episode because it's that absurd. Um, but any, any, anyway, moving on. Police reports over the decades have been either lost or destroyed. So most of the facts and information that we take, our, uh, take in are what was reported back via the local media. Some people even believe that Jack may never have even existed at all, uh, paying testament to what we were just saying. The, it could have been the boom of the technology at the time and journalists being the smart demons that they are, sitting there going, oh, look, a murder. What's to say that we connect the next ones together in such a I'm way? Gonna, I'm going to put it on the fact that we've probably done how many podcasts and the police usually are involved in them. And evidence always goes missing when the police are involved. Yeah. Just saying. And like, yeah, that, that that leads, although you're not interested, JJ, that kind of leads to... I am to, interested. Yeah. He is no, interested. No, but no. But no <laughs> you, you don't you give were, a fuck. No, when you were saying... I just did no research because I was like, I, I feel that we'll just all get the same one. So I right. Like, I, but, did, I did research. I did some research. But it, that kind of connects to who I know your suspect is and Ben know you, but we'll obviously sort of save that for obviously surprise of the viewers because I know yeah. that there are some viewers particularly v Victoria she's going to be very very critical on our uh, breakdown of this because she's very are, I think a lot of people are gonna have got that they just it's kind of like football teams and like yes it's like I this is my this is my suspect but I had suspects before I did I too like, 
And then I was like, when you actually research it, it's pretty obvious that it's it's this person or it's one of these three, yeah. maybe. Mm. Mm. I don't think any more than three. Yeah. Um, but then there's also there's the really fun the fun suspects which you want it to be like water sicker and yes like, um prince albert prince and, albert yep yeah and like or, or um winston churchill's dad and like or granddad exactly or yeah, yeah. Like this. but it's it's not that just let it be now it's not them. it's none of them it's none of them so like <laughs> many people many people like say this as well for the fact that there are so many um suspects is thanks to r- ripperology Oh, yes, God. folks, there is a thing called Ripperology. And if you I'm... refer to yourself as a Ripperologist, you are the most boring person at <laughs> in any event that you go to. You'll be the most boring person there. It's, um... it's a fact. It's funny. I mean, you're as... probably one of those people who go, only go to events with other Ripperologists. Yeah, and then you're all the most boring just, people. You're all just and in you an echo chamber. with a red lining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you end up being an echo chamber at the end of the day because yeah. people report as well, like uh, a lot of people that are critical on Ripperologists, they say themselves are leading down, they're leading themselves down the rabbit hole that they don't want to end up at, at the fact that Jack the Ripper potentially could not have existed yeah. because each Ripperologist that tries to sit there and say like, it was this guy, I know why everyone else is wrong, then leads to every single other person's suspect having discrepancies and inconsistencies with the stories and contradictions yeah. that funnel the true or the one story that they all lead from. It's almost like they're breaking it down themselves and like proving it all wrong. And it's yeah. bad. I don't like that. Yeah, it, I don't I like a that really they're doing funny it. image of the of some people who are listening. Dean raised his arm. <laughs> I just had this really funny image of them all doing that in a circle, and there's just like black capes everywhere, and they're like falling <laughs> on their faces, and they're all getting tangled up. Like no, 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 no I'm the real ripperologist. <laughs> and then like one of them just scuttling off into the darkness. I'm the ripperologist. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a. It reminds me of the character from South Park. Who's um reality? Reality oh, yeah. turns up and he bo- uh, he fucking storms the party and he's like, "What's that? You look validation. You don't care about anything. Fuck you. Stop. Stop like uh, <laughs> looking for um popular points or something." I, it just that's kind of what Jack the Ripper looked like to me, <laughs> or at least I imagine. So basically, that. every American podcast because they all <laughs> seem to. So while you guys were doing your research, I just had like I was listening to podcasts that were like. 30 minutes long. Oh, I've done the same ones. And they basically like, and then that was it, over. And then on on the on April the 3rd, 1888, Emma Smith, a local prostitute, is attacked by a local gang at the junction of Osborne Street and Brick Lane. They're very much like... Um, <laughs> I just, uh, we just read some things that happened. Well, I listened to 30 of those. Are they, are they, they're very much like the serial podcast approach. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Then the JJ. funny thing is, they're a serial podcast approach, but they only brought out one podcast because the first right. one was so shit. Yeah. I hate, so. I hate how that 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 um, creation of podcasts has led to these really pretentious sounding podcasts, where it's oh. this really crappy royalty free music in the background, and they've always got a piano on the on the Jack the Ripper one. It's just like, and it's like, what? And then, like, they, they, everyone like, in England, random they just street think sounds, that we just play pianos and shit. <laughs> Right, it's just really? Chaz and Dave. Nothing they'll, but Chaz and Dave. They'll be talking about a street, and like the, they'll fade up like some sound, like soundscapes of a street. Read all the bar, read all the bar. 
Yeah, that's oh, it. Like, fancy, oh, a tra- fancy a trick. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it's just like oh, rowdy pub hooliganism sound. Like, two and then like a police whistle pit. and then footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> two for half a nickel. Now, now, what's that? Really slow right? Cuban heels. Yeah. And just hearing and a, a copper. Waft of a cape. Yeah. And a, a copper oh, batting someone murder. over the back of the head. I know your yeah. mother. Uh, yeah, so, so, so yeah, that will that save is, you listening to any other podcast about Jack. Yeah, that is after um, to us because we've just done them all at once. Th- there you go, <laughs> done. But that is um, uh, the end, at least of the segment of us explaining what we can come to expect of the area of Whitechapel in 1888. You know, yeah. it weren't nice. It was horrible. It was downtrodden. Grim. It. It wasn't a nice place to get murdered in, let alone live in. <laughs> so, the streets were red with blood and sperm. Oh, God. Read that's... the headlines every day. When Jack... <laughs> <laughs> the, dot, dot, the, dot, red, and the sperm. streets ran pink with blood mixed with sperm. <laughs> Prostitutes being fucked and then cut in half. <laughs> there, there was no sexual gratification from Jack on his crimes. I, I hate how they say that. that sounded. They say that, but... but... Right. So, there were, right, yeah. right, there were there were a lot. So we're going to start moving on to now, obviously, the gruesome detail. Now, canonically, uh, in canonically, there are five victims of Jack the Ripper, yeah. but five confirmed, five confirmed, confirmed victims. But there are countless more that are involved, or at least categorized under the there White are a lot more Chapel if murders. My, if, it, if it was my suspect, there are a lot more. Killings. Can you I do, just ask you a quick question? <laughs> yeah. Sure. So this is this is where I twitched off with okay. everything. <laughs> where right. the actual killing started. Because <laughs> <laughs> the best part is I switched off. So Jack the Ripper yep. never claimed any murders himself, right? Well, there was no like there was no pen There were only which one podcast there's kept one, saying there's one he that... had his W.O.'s. Don't know what that means. There's one W-O There's mean? one letter that could well be from Jack because it contained a half of a human a piece, kidney. Y- yes. But we yeah, know we'll, that one. We'll come on to that one. But there's yes. lots so, of other letters that claim murders that were written by journalists. There were hundreds. So the, yeah. the there were thousands. Five, Millions. The five in question... The reason why people think it was Jack was because the traits of the murder were the same, right? Am yeah. I right? Very, yes, that? yes. They felt but the, the other um, ones were just a bit slapdash. They were just murders. <laughs> right. Or, or that, not all the. Right, yeah. Not all yeah. the yeah. elements. There, there, well, there's, there's one of the five conical ones that had none of the things, but they think he got the, disturbed and had to go. Right, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll okay. get to all I'm of that. I'm just double checking because yes, this is that's where fine. Yeah, that's cool. every single thing I read. I just was like, I'm sick of people making their own mind up about it. Like, that's it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Like, if that's the truth, let's deal with that. But sure, of course. It yeah. was like, everyone was so, like, no, nah, I believe there was 12 people who we murdered. It was like, mm, yeah, that's not s- criminal investigation, right. I'm afraid. No. So I took um, two victims that are part of the Whitechapel murder case, but a lot of them, uh, these two particular they get brought up frequently as either catalysts or possibly actually victims of Jack the Ripper. So Yeah, like almost like with the typical serial killer thing is that they will get more their crimes will escalate and become more violent or they'll get into yes. their pattern and they'll more start daring. Doing, yeah. 
So yeah. the, normally the first victims of a serial killer will either be an animal or there'll be an attack, but there'll be no murder or there'll be an, a murder, but it won't follow the same patterns as the rest of them do as exactly, they escalate yeah. their, their killings and they get more comfortable in their stabby, stabby. Things. If they get stabby, sloppy. Stabby. Yeah. Yeah. Get so got sloppy. It got, well, it, they get it got sloppy rambled. towards the end as well. Yes. But... Yes. Very. Ugh. Anyway, um, Emma like Smith. Actually sloppy. <laughs> sloppy yes. second. <laughs> Particularly. So Emma Smith, uh, this occurred on April 4th, 1888. Now, this is a very quick one, time stamped also. So April, 80, April 4th, 1888 at 1.30am, Emma Smith, a local uh, prostitute, is attacked by a local gang at the junction of Osborne Street and Brick Lane. She was robbed and beaten savagely by a group of three men. Apparently one... Uh, was of 19 years old. The others were of uh, middle-aged. April, uh, well, same day, uh, 4 to 5 o'clock a.m., uh, Emma Smith arrives back at her lodging house at 18 George Street, where the residents persuade her to visit the nearby London hospital as her injuries are considered distressing. Now, in those lodging houses, obviously, they were tiny, tiny rooms and often populated by, like, lots of people like I, I can't think of how many like a number in general but it was at a point where people would rent out corners of rooms just <laughs> to be able to get people in and money in and every a real good one this Go on. is fucking this is hilarious so you said they rented out corners yes they the rented room. out corners like they yeah. hired out corners those were some of the ex most expensive lodgings at these places one guy what one guy Put, put up a pole with another pole, like a string of poles with rope in between them, and he would charge <laughs> the people. <laughs> to sit on the... Not even to sit on it, to lean on it. Two, two pence they would have to pay to lean on this rope and sleep. Right, like, now, now I'm right. I okay. get somebody's body fault. Like, one person gets up from that fucking Jenga of, like, I'm... sleeping, and they're all falling... I often wondered what that scene was in From Hell, where all the yeah. girls are all sleeping on the chair and yeah. he just removes the rope and they all fall off. I was like, what yeah. the? that was a really so bizarre scene to put in there. The, the actual the actual end poll, so I this is what I was talking about was I did research, but I did specific research on things that excited me. This was one of them. <laughs> so the pole is basically like a fence. Yeah. And there's hole there's holes in all these poles with rope. Right. And at the end, they describe it as a... I, I don't know what the word is, but you know, like, when you used to get like folders in school? Yeah. Oh, no, you know, you used to like get a binder. in school, and you used to get a piece of string with a bar on it, and you used yeah. to put the bar in, and it, like, locked yep. it in. Yeah. Apparently, when the time was up, the guy just pulled this thing out from this, like, little latch, and all the rope just... <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Can you imagine if someone... If they wanted to sleep again, he'd go around and charge them another penny. <laughs> So that's how bad it was, and like, <laughs> fucking hell! So good. That, I'm right. glad you brought. Pay, I'm glad you'd you pay researched more, that. You pay way more money to be involved in that now in, in Shoreditch. They opened a bar that was that in Shoreditch oh, yeah. now, and people just pay for it. That's crazy. I'm because that, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I've always been curious about that one particular scene in From Hell where that rope yeah. just and they all go, and I was like, am I meant to laugh at that? Is yeah, that so actual factual? So like, many elements of this era of time that are just so obscure and really like revolting <laughs> towards other humans one. yeah it's terrible yeah. 
So anyway, basically okay. like you see it, you see it like now on you see it on Facebook now when shit like that happens, and it's like one tiny village in Africa, like in London, like now, like Ben just said, like in Shoreditch. Now guys are like fucking paying to do like they're probably paying like twenty pound a minute to, fucking... to live in the day of the life of yeah. Uh, brass in jack the ripper street <laughs> yeah that's it they're probably paying for the gutter water as a beer they're just like yeah i love the gutter water and this literally is gutter water it's 12 quid oh. i want to lean on the pole with a rope. No, well, I'd rather, yeah i want to lean on the pole and fall on my face afterwards <laughs> so good so it then gets to around 9 a.m and emma smith's been taken to she's taken herself to the hospital um by 9 a.m though she slips into a coma of uh peritonitis um, and she later dies from this. Uh, an inquest was opened into Emma Smith's murder, and although she almost certainly was certainly wasn't murdered by Jack the Ripper, uh, she's the first name of the Whitechapel murders that were later included in the murders by Jack the Ripper. So that's why she is significant. Next one is Martha Tabram, and now this is possibly there's a lot of debate over her murder being the beginning of Jack, or possibly being Jack's first murder. So August the 7th, 1.30 a.m. This is where we're now going to get into like a lot of details because I think it's quite vital when it comes to it. So 1.30 a.m., August the 7th, Martha Tabram and another uh, local prostitute... Uh, sorry, uh, Martha Tabram, a local prostitute, is found stabbed to death on the landing of George Yard. The night of her murder, where she was seen with another prostitute named Marianne Connolly, known as Pearly Pole, because she was apparently on the masculine side. I don't know where that name comes from, to be masculine. Maybe Polish were referred to being as masculine back then. And I thought it was Pearly, Pearly Pole. Pearly Pole. Not Pole, but Pearly Pole. Right, P-O-L-L. Paul. Paul. is it? As in yeah, pole pole. Tax. Oh, yeah. I, so I never. I, I've, I've heard loads of people refer to her as per, Pearly Paul. Right. And the reason I, know, I, got I thought tax. it was to do with her, like obviously pearl necklace is sperming on someone's throat, and I don't think it's got she... that though. <laughs> but that's why I was when I was doing this research and typing it out. I was like, why Pearly Pole? Masculine? What? I didn't get well, it. Well, if you do, JJ, like <laughs> maybe because it sounds well, a bit like a pole pole. Is slang for a cock, and pole oh, is slang oh, is for, a, for a sperm. A pole. Oh, a pole. oh I'm a fucking moron. But yeah, Thank not you. like a Polish person, like a like the poles that they sleep on <clears throat> for a penny. I can't believe I didn't see that. Right, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she was with Pearly Pole. Pearly Dick, we'll call her. <laughs> Pearly Dick. Uh, Spurny <laughs> cock, we'll call her. They, uh, they met two guardsmen, a corporal and a private, and went drinking with them along pubs uh, of Whitechapel Road. At some stage between 11.30pm and 11.45pm, the group split into couples. A quick round of bargaining took place, uh, prices were agreed, and Martha disappeared with her client... Uh, though the sinister arch uh, through the sinister arch that led into George Yard, today known as Gunthorpe Street, whilst Pearly Pole uh, led her client into the next dark um, thoroughfare along Angel uh, Alley. According to the East London Advertiser, George Yard was one of the most dangerous streets in locality, but for a seasoned streetwalker like Martha Tabram, it offered a reasonable amount of privacy for quick sex acts, which were known as four-penny knee tremblers. 
<laughs> I like the knee trembler side of things, but four penny, like <laughs> a, a great, a great slang term. I don't think I've uh, ever for anybody to... who doesn't understand the uh, the currency in uh, London, four pennies <laughs> is two sleeps on a pole at night time. You can you can sleep twice on a wooden pole or a rope. Or have sex. Just cuts the rope when he's had enough. So it makes sense as to so why women lot. would sell themselves for one knee trembler for two nights worth of kip. Yeah, you know, that's pretty there, good. There you go. So it's, oh, is it? It's pretty good. Pretty good value. Because yeah, how many <laughs> knee tremblers could you do in a night? Exactly. Fair amount, I reckon. If yeah. you were, you could of, do like four tree, tree, tree tremblers. Tree tremblers. <laughs> you could do four knee tremblers and have a money left over to get a beer and mm. not get pulled. Buy a rope at one o'clock or like three nine mm. o'clock in the morning and have your face smashed on some. Buying a beer in London is expensive now, so imagine yes. you know yeah. back and then. Well, imagine drink, what it was back then. Yeah, gin, mm. wouldn't they? Love a gin. Yeah. So according to the East London, oh no, hold on, I've I read that. Sorry, but for a season street walker, blah blah blah. Earlier that night, a cab driver named Alfred George Crow. Cool, cool name. name, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah very cool, cool name. name. I'm Alfred George Crow. Uh, seen someone lying on the first floor landing of the George Yard buildings, but assumed it was somebody sleeping rough, which was obviously completely common in uh, in those times. Miss Hewitt, wife of Francis Hewitt, the building's superintendent, reported seeing nothing untoward after returning home in the early hours. She claims the stairs were unlit and that even while sleeping, her and her husband didn't hear anything. A little after 5 a.m., George, uh, sorry, John Saunders Reeves, a waterside labourer, left his home in George Yard Buildings and came down the stairs, finding the body of Martha Tabram. He too noticed the prone form, but as it was now getting light, he was able to see that it was a woman who was uh, lying on her back in a pool of blood. He rushed off to find a police officer. Uh, that police officer was Constable T. Barrett, who was within the vicinity of George Yard. Barrett sent John... Uh, John Reeves to fetch a local medic, Doctor. Uh, I think. Killeen. Killeen. Is that Killeen? Killeen. Killeen. Doctor Killeen. He examined the body upon returning and declared her dead, and also gave that his opinion uh, that she had in fact been brutally brutally murdered. murdered. It was considered uh, a frenzied attack with thirty-nine stab wounds peppered across from her throat to lower abdomen. Doctor. Please tell me how old was she. Oh, um, was she 39? She was 39 years old. Ooh. Very, very, uh, I wasn't aware wow. of that. In, and if you add fact. three and nine together, you get 12. <laughs> and then if you add oh, no. the one and two, you get three. No. Where's the bean can? <laughs> Where's the fucking bean can? No. JJ has pulled up a bean can for all the listeners. The uh, there it is, the infamous bean can. We might if, sell them on and Patreon. And if you don't get the reference, it was to uh, our Helia uh, episode. <laughs> Hellier where things oh, I thought it was the connect. name of the brothel where these girls worked. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Hells, <laughs> Okay, so there were 39 stab wounds uh, from the throat to her lower abdomen. Dr. Colleen later told the inquest that the killer had used two different blades, the majority of the wounds having been inflicted with an ordinary pocket knife, whilst the deep wounds to her breast uh, had been dealt with some long, strong instrument, uh, which could have been a sword, bayonet or dagger, uh, which is interesting because they were with two army or military-based mm. uh people which is yeah. again so I, this is this i heard there was only one 
one long puncture, one large puncture. The rest were with a pocket knife. With a pocket knife, which is, yeah. yeah. And he said these long particular ones could have been but from just a sword one, or a bayonet. Just one with the dagger. Right. Which was, I thought Which was is bizarre. Yeah. It is very, very bizarre. Almost like he knew what he wanted to do. With or a... he did rapid attacks with the, the end of the dagger. <laughs> Maybe he was holding it halfway down just to make sure that they were... And then he just <laughs> really slowly drove that last one in. Maybe. Oh, Sutcliffe? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's the Yorkshire Ripper in you, that is. Significantly, he was also uh, of the belief that the sexual, intercourse, that sexual intercourse had not recently occurred, thus ruling out rape as a motive for the murder. Now, this is why a lot of people then begin to believe why Martha could have been Jack's yeah. first It does victim. sound like it could be It sounds be like a, a daring first... attempt. Yeah. It sounds like he was... He wanted to try something, but didn't want to go all the way with probably what yeah. his desire. He didn't were. know what he was going to do. Yeah, he didn't know what the the thing he wanted the to do friend, was. The frenzy being the adrenaline rush of, oh, yeah. I'm doing this. We're doing this. This is happening. This is happening. And then, like, oh shit, uh, do I need to do this now? Like, it yeah. sounds. It sounds like it could be the beginning of. If if Jack was the string that led to these five other murders, yeah. at least. Um, the East London Advertiser commented, uh, the circumstances of this awful tragedy, tragedy are not only surrounded with the deepest mystery, but there is also a feeling of insecurity to think that in a great city of London, the streets of which are continually patrolled by police, uh, a woman could be foully and horribly killed almost next to the citizens peacefully sleeping in their beds without a trace or clue being left of the villain who did the deed there appears to not be uh to this the there appears to be not the slightest trace of the murderer and no clue has at present been found so it so sounds just sorry jj just for i again something else that i sort of went into i don't know if you guys did um Apparently, at the time they started putting uh, like steel heels on police men's boots. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't know this. Make, so they did it to make people aware that they could hear a policeman. Whereas in most of the time, they were, it was the revolution of rubber and yeah. like right. heel, rubber heeled shoes. So you could essentially run silently. Whereas in they put steel on the heels of policemen's boots to make people know that policemen were around. That's yeah. so Which for me is kind of a bit silly, but yeah. you'd be like, it's like, oh no, there's a policeman coming. I better finish <laughs> this murder off, blah, blah, and then run off. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like the police cars that we see today. Like the most yeah. obvious looking <laughs> things. It's like, oh look, I better slow down. Like, mm. Whereas over here in America, they're not like that. They'll just keep, they'll be like um, Canton police on the side, but yet they'll just have a pure black, like, car so you're oblivious but they're, they're okay because they're seven liter fucking war horses <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't really matter does it you're like well i don't think my uh micro's gonna get away from this one <laughs> and then you get shot in the head when they stop you yeah, exactly right but only no if you're black yes yes <laughs> yes okay so the police in america like, kill like lots of black people London or whatever you would you're at risk of death if you're a prostitute now, yeah where are we with martha tabra's uh tabram's murder um i i am in the belief that this 75 percent 
could be linked to the canonical five in my opinion yeah. there's a very it seems good... like an escalate like at the beginning of what was to come like it, it's got the stab wounds, it's got a bit more frenzy there's less control it's almost like he's like two yeah two it instruments might be the first test it could be his first killing um, right, my right. belief <laughs> Go on, my belief is i saw a picture of her and my belief is uh the guy did his deed, uh, paid her the money, and then realised he'd had an awful time. A bit like in GTA. Yeah, yeah. you have sex with them and then kill them and take all your money back. I've seen a picture of her. I'd murder her too. <laughs> and then his pal, he called his pal and he was like, fucking hell, look at this hooker that I've just had. And his pal's like a little Weasley one who just like jizzed after one pump. And he just came in with his bayonet and just stabbed her once just for the, like, just the last kick. He just went, ah! And they well, ran off together. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's interesting. Although it's a weird sorry, fault to have, but yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> but she was with only the one. I'm not too sure which. Obviously, yeah. one. And they, she went this away is a long, a lot later in the evening. This is like five after five a.m. Because from what I can, the timelines is no one saw the body until five a.m. Because someone right, walked up uh, yeah, the stairs. Yeah. And they said they reckoned the. I think it was suspected that it was around two a.m. that yeah, she had. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Okay. But there've um, been no signs of sexual intercourse. But it's interesting as recently. well that. Yeah, well, I that doesn't necessarily mean that. Could have had a small he penis. Had sex with her in the vagina. And right, yeah, and could then been, could have been in the ear, or one of the stab wounds. Could have just yeah, maybe, have just maybe a... that was the big stab wound. He was like, "Well, I'm Ooh. not going to get my dick in that little hole." And then he stabbed <laughs> that hell. dagger in and was like, "I'll have sex with her chest." Ladies and gentlemen, this is a uh... Patreon-funded podcast. Yes, and <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> and pl it's also don't let your kids listen, okay? And if they've just listened to that, heed this um, warning that I've just given now that your kids should yeah, be listening. Yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get parents. worse. You shouldn't be letting your children listen to podcasts about Jack the Ripper. Yeah, bad parents. <laughs> you Letting your kids listen out there, uh, there will be ah, references to shagging, open yeah, wounds. We, we should have really may give a kind of a mild disclaimer at the start. Nah, and then with the word ripper at the end and being a yeah. serial killer. I think We've never needed kind of... to do it before, but I thought that would be a nice little way to say, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, you get loads of really cool things um, like these podcasts that we do. Mm. <laughs> and while you're at it, go and pick up a pair of OG socks. <laughs> hey, OG socks. Code NAC. 20% off. There you Read go. The code word NAC. Thank you very much for the sponsor, boys. Yeah. Um, right. So we're all in agreement that this sounds to me like it's. Uh... <laughs> JJ said he wasn't in agreement. No, nah, <laughs> oh, he wasn't. She's a... <sighs> you think she's just uh, like cannon fodder? This is going to be his response for everyone. Nah. One. Probably not. So my only reference, my only visual reference are these photographs of these prostitutes and from hell with Johnny Depp. All of the prostitutes are fucking disgustingly ugly. And I, like... Mary Ann Nichols one. Like, oh, well, uh, uh, Mary, Mary Kelly, Kelly yeah, but she was meant to be... I'm talking about the film. Yeah, like, I Yeah, and the pictures. Oh, I mean, right, I, yeah, All yeah. right, I get that they were dead. I get that they're dead. Like, I'm not... <laughs> uh, I, I know there wasn't, like, a modelling agency <laughs> for prostitutes. Like, do you want this one who looks dead? Or do you want this other one that's fat and dead? 
Like, no. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Like, this, no, I love this, it. This I is love like, it. Uh, ben looks shocked, but I love it. So Heather Graham, obviously the one. We'll, we'll get on to her, but I. They said that so many killings were happening at this time in London because, like, of like money, like, yeah. and a prostitute. It, just imagine, like, an angry boyfriend or an angry, sorry, an angry client, Punter. and he's just like. So you said there's no, there was no sign of sexual intercourse or anything? Not recently. Like, no, there recently. was no sign. Love. It's freezing. It's pissing it down. It's fucking indus- industry, like, London. It's cold. It's wet. Can you just fucking hurry up and do it? And she's just like, <laughs> fuck, oh, fuck off. Give me my money. And she runs away. And this angry squaddy. I don't know if any of you guys have been to New York on Fleet Week. Fuck no, me. I like, I'm surprised there isn't another fucking Jack the Ripper in in new york on fleet week because they're all taking, rapey, taking out like, squaddies navy <laughs> fucking yeah it's awful yeah like, so it's what canterbury used to be like um whenever i go out in canterbury all the squaddies down there you, it was just like just force awful forcing themselves upon women yeah so you, yeah, yeah so you do so, think I mean, this is th- just a case the of the fact a squad. That these two people was like they went out with i'm not i'm not like singling out all stop maligning the armed squaddies would murder a rapist yeah <laughs> uh, murder but, a prostitute sorry but i'm saying that, that i think that is probably a higher probability yes that like, it was just a squad it doesn't seem like uh what would you say <laughs> uh, an intellectual oh, oh, murder it seems yeah. like an erratic drunk attack like friends fr- yeah 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 like, oh christ can't, it, can't only, have it getting around of, like yeah like the only like conspiracy like conspiracy link is the fact that she had as many stab wounds as years on this planet but yeah 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 i understand more of a um, case of more of a case of a squaddy being like i can't be seen having myself away with this thing i disagree i think this could be like oh she's 39 dang that and then his father's like (laughs) i've only done 38 my blade snapped and he comes in with his bayonet (laughs) (laughs) give us your big one i think it could be it could be a ripper killing i think if there were any ripper killings at all yeah. Um, I think it, right. this, this one could could possibly be one. It might not be, but it po- quite there is it quite possibly could be a beginnings of the Ripper mm. where he's trying yep. to find his feet, stabbing so, feet. We're moving on now to the canonical five. Now this has been registered, and uh, I say registered, there's <laughs> a fucking registered for it. But someone that is identified as Jack's first victim, Mary Ann Nichols. So August seventh, eighteen eighty-eight. Uh, 3.40 a.m. 39-year-old Charles Cross was on his morning commute from Bethnal Green to his job in Broad Street. He took... Uh, his journey, sorry, took him along a street called Bucks Row. Ben's familiar with... No, is it Bucks Row? Hanbury Street you are, Ben. Sorry, we'll get back. We'll get to that one. As Cross approached the looming bulk of the 1876 board school that dominated and still dominates the western end of Bucks Row, he noticed a dark bundle laying in a gateway on the left-hand side of the street. He was quoted as saying, it looked something like a discarded tarpaulin, and so thinking that it might prove useful in my job, uh, I went to suspect it. So, but as he drew closer, he realised that it was, in fact, uh, in the it was a prone form of a woman who was either dead or dead drunk. As Cross stood... Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is dead drunk? I kept reading I've this. Been there. I've been dead drunk before. Like, I don't think I've been dead drunk. I, like, I woke up oh. on the roof of a Volkswagen Golf in uh, Hamburg. How? <laughs> what, attached to it? Like luggage? Just, or? On, on the roof of it, asleep. 
Okay. Oh, I okay, assume so... this is a lot. What it was a lot like what Charles Tross discovered that morning. Yeah, but it was yeah. Me. Okay. <laughs> I understand it now. Now that I know someone who's been oh, dead so drunk. Oh, there's some discarded tub. Oh no, it's a grunge. Oh yeah, it's just it's just a. It's just, just a, a sleeping John Grunger. He must be from the UK. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, don't right. know what... I was like, why is there a Jamaican police officer in fucking London? I was trying to work out the accent myself. I was German. just being a genuine German, Cockney, but... but you were talking about oh, you were in Hamburg. Sorry. Yeah, it was. He's yeah. in Hamburg, JJ. He's in I Hamburg. I thought you were talking about the dead body or the dead drunk gotcha. body in London. No, in I wasn't being Charles Cross, but Charles Cross would be like, Oh, well, I've done the water. Yeah, right. Oh, well, we 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 a bit of tarpaulin. I like that. I like that. I like that. I put it on the back of the wagon. Oh, no, my, it's a brass. Get in my pocket. Oh, I left that. It's a brass. But, but okay, I might uh, as well have a go. But as he <laughs> oh, drew she's closer, been bloody murdered. As he drew closer, he realised that it was in fact a woman lying either dead or dead drunk. As Cross stood uh, rooted to the spot and unsure of what to do next, he heard footsteps behind next? him. Well, bloody hell, do I do with this bloody body? Yeah, you know I mean, see, that's how you do a good Cockney accent. Not like the podcasts that try to impersonate it. I won't or, name names. Blimey. Oh, that was hard. Or what's um, his name? Their accent is better than my accent of a, of a <laughs> <Yeah>. London person. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. The bloody Billy Butcher from uh, The Boys. The worst Cockney accent of Billy all time. Billy Butcher. You bloody can't, mate. I'm actually from New Zealand. Is you it can't? Than, is it worse than Johnny Depp's in From Hell, though? Yeah. Like, that's I, think, bad, I don't bad. think Johnny Depp's is that bad. Compared to oh, his. I no, that... I was going to say, I think, I thought Johnny Depp was all there right. Are... Johnny Depp played that character about 17 times in loads of different films. Yeah. So... yeah and yeah. every Tim Burton movie he's been in, yeah. Yeah, like... I was just about to say, I was started watching I'm, it and I was like, is this I'm Sleepy Johnny Hollow Depp. or is this from hell? Have I downloaded the wrong thing? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like when you need to download stuff on LimeWire. Sounds yeah. like, sounds like Blink-182, but it's actually Phoenix TX. That's you know, it, yeah. Better band. Better band. Much better band. So... Turning, he saw another uh, carter uh, as George Cross was Robert a carter Paul. himself. Uh, Robert Paul was walking towards him. The two men stepped gingerly over the road and stooped down over her. She was lying on her back, her legs stretch, uh, her legs straight out, and her skirt raised almost over her waist. Oh, cover Charles her Cross, modesty, will you? Cover, cover her. her. I don't want to see Put a on me way to work, girl. Put her in socks on. Oh, socks. <laughs> Charles Cross, uh, sorry, yeah. Charles Cross reached out and touched her face, which was warm, and her hands, which were cold and limp. I believe he didn't touch her face, though, did he? I believe she's dead. He observed. Robert Paul, meanwhile, placed his hand on the woman's chest and thought he felt a slight movement. I think she's breathing, Governor. He said, but very little if she is. Paul suggested that they sit at the woman. Uh, sorry, they, that they sit the woman up, but Cross immediately refused to touch her again. So deciding that they were late for work and, and done as much as they could possibly have ever done, they pulled her skirt back down to her cavadera modesty, uh, to her <laughs> knees to cover her decency and set off for their respective places of employment, agreeing to tell the first policeman they encountered on their way to work. But what neither man had noticed in the pitch darkness and the fogginess of uh, Bucks Row was the woman's throat had actually been slashed so savagely that her head was almost cut from her body. Officer Police Constable... Jo Sorry, JJ, were you... Yeah, that, so that's that's one of the things that, like, on a lot of these stories comes through. Those guys picked her up. No, no, she... they didn't. They were going to. I thought to. they said they sat her up. 
No. Uh, ah, right, okay. Robert Paul was going to sit her up, but that's when Charles Cross okay. said, I, I ain't touching her. Yeah. He he had apparently as well was very, very, very uh, forward about not touching her. Whereas, <laughs> So this is this is a statement though, isn't it? This is what, this is the problem with a lot of these things. Yes. Like, uh, this... We we now like rely more on evidence than we do of like personal personal statement right that, yeah that dna sounds and like, that sounds like something who did something wrong would say He's right like, i right. definitely refused to touch her because back then i didn't have yeah. sex with her while she was dead back then not one person is going to sit there and think about a hair being found or yeah. blood semen da, 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 anything well, they, would, they so, would clean the scenes up almost instantly yeah which was all right obviously now we're sitting there thinking why would you do such a thing but back then something like that was just common you wouldn't expect to be found for dna evidence or any hair or anything like that so as jj just said that's very suspect very and it's widely reported it doesn't sound like something that was just put into a newspaper like yeah it's something that he reiterated himself yeah why would you like because it's it's like when you see cases now of things like that, you see things that people have said, and you're like, why would you even say that? Like, yeah. It, yeah. it's just that makes you seem more suspicious. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely did touch her. I definitely did touch her. That it's like, it's like a, well, a, a, why a, did a, you say that? Like most people would be like, well, of course you didn't touch her. Like, there's particular weird. <laughs> there's a particular murder case here in the UK that's now in a, a documentary on Netflix over here about a uh, a, a family man, a dad where oh, his yeah, wife and two American, kids went missing, and you see it. For, sorry, Ben, God, the title. The American, American murder or something. American murder. Something family, like family murder or something. And yeah. you oh. talking about why you would say certain things? You notice from the body camera yeah. of the police officer when they his go neighbor. into the house. Yeah, yeah, he's he's acting strange. He's acting really strange. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't normally they go, <laughs> oh, he they go to, He's acting. He's acting really odd. Anyway, in his own house, and they go to the neighbours to look at the CCTV. As the neighbours like, yeah, my 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 CCTV points straight at their driveway. So if anyone was going in and out, I'd find them. And then you notice from his body and mannerisms, and even he ends up commenting on something, like or, or like not even saying anything when he's being shown a possibility of a murderer being there but he's like oh i can't believe this is happening and it's like why like this particular thing he says i can't remember what it was oh i guess oh yeah i had to load out i parked the car in the garage that day because and the guy was stealing my tools yeah and then like the guy next to him goes yeah you see the guy like with the tv you killed your wife and kids like yeah why the fuck would you say why would you suddenly develop this odd story like it, where there's no need to do it, just watch what's on the CCTV. Yeah. But then the guy, like Ben has just said, his neighbour. As soon as the guy walks out and the copper wants to talk to the neighbour, just looks at him and goes, "He ain't, he ain't right. There's something <laughs> yeah. up with him." And he's like, "I'm in- throws him under." Yeah, he <laughs> immediately like- sits there and says, "If I have to be suspicious about anyone, it's him." And this is his neighbour he's been mates with for years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. just immediately thrown him under it. the fucking bus. Also, just this is just a thing that I think guys do. Especially, I, I'm not going to I'm probably in America. Guy's probably just been like, yo, man, come and check out my new CCTV system. It looks directly on your drive. He should have just been like, all right, cool. I'm not going to murder my family and kids then. Because there's a fucking camera that points straight to my house. Right. Like, uh, what, that- the, everybody in America's like, come on, check out my new gun. Come and check out my new barbecue. Come and check out my new fucking hot tub. 
Like, yeah, come check out my murdered I put wife up and CCTV kids. CCTV in my house, and I'm just like, <laughs> look I don't at want his to see me put up CCTV because that's the point. Yeah, it's meant to be exactly. Secret. Oh, so that, that whole thing is crazy, but like, awful. But, that, but so we're all in agreement clearly that Charles Cross, his 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 need, or at least his defence in not wanting to touch the body again, is very, very, very suspect. Like, and that's the worst odd. part again. Yes. You, you make your mind up straight away. Don't want to touch his body. You don't go, ah, oh, I touched it. It was pretty gross. Don't want to touch it again. Yeah. It's not yeah. like it's, but then, you know... actually, then, uh, now he realises he's dead, he probably goes, oh, I don't want to touch the dead body. Well, it's Can interesting. It That's the thing. He didn't realise right, they was, didn't. she was dead. But what's interesting is why, re- why, why people believe, obviously, that some of the witnesses were possibly the killers that were caught in the act and stopped and blah, 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 is it was reported that... When I'll, I'll, I'll continue to the story in a moment, but what I just reiterated at the end of that last paragraph I, I read, but what none of the men noticed was due to the dense fog and the darkness of how early it was at the time in and in Bucks Row for there being barely any lanterns anywhere. They didn't allegedly, well, they allegedly didn't notice that the slash was so deep on Mary Ann's neck that it nearly decapitated her. So was Charles Cross in the awareness that if we actually picked her body up, the head would fucking roll off. So then... Like a Muppet. Right, that's more more of a (laughs) situation. Oh, Miss Biggie. Don't move me, please. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just, just held on by a bit of sock skin. And it's, intre- it's it's an interesting element to the situation that they're in because then, uh, but like, um, the other guy, Robert Paul's clearly going to be like, fuck, we need to really fucking do something. We need to find someone because it clearly weren't him in any way, shape or form. But Charles Cross is then, if he they lift up the body and the head falls off because he, he or Jack would know how savagely they've done something if the head rolls off, then they're like, he would look more suspect if he wasn't putting himself in front of a police officer and being like, oh, shit, look what we just found, man. Fuck, instead of being like, again, no, I ain't touching her. I need to get to work. Again, it's kind opposite, of- opposite kind of uh, idea. Back in the day, the best thing probably to do would be to kill somebody and then go and discover the body. And you look like that innocent guy just like, I discovered the body. It couldn't have possibly been me. That's why all my fucking... That's why all my jizz is all over her face. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, that's why all my victims are still victims and not been found. (laughs) Yeah. But Because it it seemed that Jack the Ripper wasn't shy of killing people in public. No. And I I think the idea would be... Like, for instance, he killed people at night, I'm guessing. So, like, if someone saw him... He, like, I'm just referring to the film. He had that cool little bag with all the knives and shit in it. (laughs) Uh, But that would be the best thing to do because he would be there and he could just be like, someone came over and be like, oh, what's what's going on here? Oh, I've just found her. I'm I'm actually an off-duty surgeon or whatever. And then then if they just went, oh, what's in the bag? Because like you said, they didn't have DNA, they didn't have anything like that. That guy, he was like, you know, that's, again, a double kind of bluff, like, yeah, Why I understand would... what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. kind of trying to uh, extinguish himself from being considered that victim by putting himself in that serious kind of situation or sensitive mm. situation. It's yeah, there's a lot of possibilities, but I still totally believe that, in my opinion, the, the, the Charles Cross is immensely suspicious, immensely suspect, 
and purely pure my, mine is still as well the fact that they wouldn't sit the body up and i still believe it was because he knew that the head would have fallen off and that would have put him in a situation or at least him with the witness that has just arrived robert paul in a position where they have to physically fucking do something ah so those two didn't know each other no they didn't Ah, they did right, not know I each other. When you said they walked, they just walked off to work, and then they said, "No, so sorry, like, oh, sorry." We'll I, just call a police guy if we. See I apologize. Like, I apologize if I haven't made that clear. Sorry, Rob. No, Paul no, definitely. I, it's probably me. I just I thought that he, they kind of just like walked they, to work, and the they didn't know each other. No, they didn't know each <laughs> other, but they both the comments. They both were on. That was their journey to work. Down leading down to Bucks Row was yeah. both of their right. journeys to work. So it's almost like. Charles Cross could have possibly been Jack, maybe, but he mm. was it's certainly the how the situation unfolded was certainly certainly odd. So, of, uh, police so apart of, from the sorry, apart from the no, throat, apart from the throat, was there any trait of yeah? Like she been cut. The other she'd been cut. Later did. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to that visually. People watching can see what Ben's insinuating, but listeners will. <laughs> move on to that now but i still don't know what he's insinuating and i can see him right so <laughs> please describe it <laughs> police constable john neal discovered mary nichols so at this point robert paul and charles cross <laughs> have been in are in agreement that they will have done everything they can for the woman and they're going to go to work because they're running late but the first police officer they find they will we've all been there though haven't we? running late for work stumbled yeah. upon oh, a dead body i don't want to be late for work can't be late to work. Can tell the police officer. Let it roll off. Yeah, that's... Oh, God. What are you doing without in work? Well, I found it on the floor and it was a body. I couldn't just leave it there. All I, was I can imagine work. is like in this... I keep calling it medieval London. I don't know why. But in, let's just call <laughs> Victorian, it Victorian. London. Victorian London. Yes. Then like, just like them two Jack the lads, like they've been out on the drink the night before. They've had a few beers and then just... Their head falls off and they're just like... Kick it to work, like just a little fun game before they have to spend. <laughs> just kicking it down. Well, how do you in support the, in the fucking mines or wherever? I'll be is. Crystal Palace. You be Tottenham. All right, and yeah. just kick it down the street. It's only a bit of brass. Brass. <laughs> just kick so, your head down the street. Okay, they probably not. So they're in agreement that they're going to find a first police officer they find on their way to work uh, and let them know. However, police constable John Neal discovers the body of Mary Nichols, and he is quoted as saying there was not a soul about as he was told, he was telling uh, of his um, moment of finding uh, the woman in the inquest. I've been round there half an hour previously and saw not one, um, I saw, sorry, I was round there half an hour previously and I saw no one. I was on the right side and when I noticed a figure lying in the street, it was dark at the time. I examined the body by the aid of, by the aid of my lamp, as he says, quite cool, uh, and noticed blood oozing from um, a wound in the throat. She was lying on her back with her clothes disarranged. I felt her arm, which was quite warm from the joints upwards. Her eyes were wide open. Her bonnet was off and laying to the side. As Neil stooped down over the body, he noticed PC John Thane, cool name again, passing at the end of the street, and he flashed his lantern to attract his attention. Uh, he said that there, he shouted that there had been a woman and her, uh, there was a woman and that her throat had been cut. He called to his approaching... Uh, he beckoned out to his approaching colleague and told him to get Dr... Llewellyn. Is it Dr. Llewellyn? Yeah. Dr. Llewellyn. Another fucking cool name. Lawrence Llewellyn's cool Bowen's great-granddad. It's who, sorry? Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's great-granddad. Right, gotcha. No, it's okay. not. Uh, it's <laughs> not. <right. laughs> Bamboozled. Or the guy right. from Scrap Heap Challenge. 
Oh, yeah. Robert Llewellyn. Yeah, Llewellyn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Crichton. Oh, yeah. It's actually a long-distant relative of Crichton from Red yeah. Dwarf. There we go. So, fetch, fetch Dr. Llewellyn, father. Uh, right. So at 4 a.m., Dr. Llewellyn pronounced Mary Nichols dead. He noted, noted that her legs were still warm, although her hands and wrists were cold and that she could have not been dead more than half an hour. And that's interesting considering because when... half an hour ago is when old Crossy boy was there. Found her. Ten minutes. Well, her... ten minute, he, only found, he must have found her ten minutes after she was killed. Right. And it was August. It was the People summer. Frozen. Yeah, Ben's frozen, frozen on the camera. Still. Ben's frozen. It's, I've frozen. Dean's you have both. Frozen. Yeah, you you guys have both frozen <laughs> for me. Oh, as well. no, oh, oh, and we're back. There oh, we go. Right. I thought you just had another power cut. My connection is unstable. I'm oh. getting something telling me, but oh. uh, <laughs> he's getting. I've... Go on. A bit like Jack the Ripper's mental health. Hey, yeah. right. Mm. Another so, great any... freeze frame there for Dean. And you're um... both frozen. <laughs> well. So well, we yeah, we're going to carry on. Let's carry on. Let me just see if I'm. I should um, be so downloading anything. To I'm just to just to pick off, pick up. Can you guys hear me? Did did we mention that the nope, press I can't hear might any have of them at all? Started doing all this stuff. <laughs> Hold on to dis encourage prostitutes from working. Um, that was that was one of the. He's back. He's there back. we go. He's I'm back rearranged now. Rearranged as well. So uh, what I just said, Dean, was did what did the press? Did we talk about the press writing about all these prostitutes dying? Even though, like, so far there's only three. No, no well, not. Oh, are not they yet. not all prostitutes? Well, not all of them were apparently. Not all of okay. them were. However, so I'll come. Yeah, I'll come on to that later. Then well, yes, Mary so Nichols, more than a handful of prostitutes <laughs> dead. So I once just want to once is like five dead. We'll yeah. talk about that. So I want to just quickly um, finalise what Dr. Llewellyn uh, was saying, that he noted that she she was still kind of... Um, her wrists warm. were cold, although um, her legs were warm to touch. Uh, they were later joined at the murder site by Patrick Molshaw, a night watchman who was working at the nearby sewer works. Although he did confess that he sometimes dozed off on duty, he was empathetic that he had been awake between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m. and that he had not seen or heard anything suspicious in the local area. So that leads straight down the avenue that Charles Cross is suspicious, or at least one of the witnesses is yeah. rather suspect for what they've discovered, the body's still relatively being warm, and people in the local area, such as Patrick Molshaw, didn't hear a thing. And no. as well, police constable... Uh, Officer John, uh, Constable John Neal, that had also been there half an hour earlier, had not heard anything in the local. Or scene. seen anything, yeah. Very, very strange. So and also, ten minutes. Uh, yes, ten minutes. And also, David, uh, David Cross, to Charles Cross, Charles Cross find, finding, finding the her. body, and, and it happened. Uh, yes. And the last time that the police, John Thane, had gone through. So there's a nine-minute window. There's a nine-minute window of where a frenzied attack could have occurred in this, and it was purely one slice. Now, it's very interesting as well that this was considered a silent murder because uh, Martha Tabram, she was also considered a very, very, very silent murder. Yeah. The, the people that were staying in the buildings that were of the landing that she was in also didn't hear anything, and that there were also two people that had gone through that landing where it was dark and had also not seen a body. So there's a nine-minute window that Charles Cross, uh, between, between yeah, Charles Cross and sorry? John Fane. Between the, yes, yeah, it's it's very 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 strange. Um, 
the police so so anyway but around 20 minutes to five o'clock uh, a passing stranger had told them uh said to the watchman sorry uh that he had believed somebody is murdered on the street now that this, this is an 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 a witness that wasn't charles cross and wasn't robert paul but who patrick molshaw the night watchman had said he had been approached and that then had led to him approaching the murder site that a person around five o'clock in the morning had said that there was a dead body around the corner the police have appeared to have made attempts to trace molshaw's mystery informant but the inquiries proved unsuccessful so there is a witness that has gone unnamed and untraced in history forgotten completely forgotten other than this molshaw implementing himself into the i guess murder inquiry in saying that someone else had noticed that body and that he had been told at around 5 a.m it's really these time discrepancies are very very strange and i yeah. don't know whether this could just be molshaw maybe making something up in the sense of covering himself that he said that he often fell asleep at work and maybe instead of looking less suspect he might sit there and say oh yeah someone did come round and actually tell me that there was a body in the area in hopes I mean, that's, that that's the kind of thing we also you got to remember these these things like at the time getting a job was probably quite hard losing a job and then trying to get another one was probably a lot harder well it was uh, a, a brisk of it was a, of life and death sometimes in that yeah, era exactly. well the fact that you had to pay a penny to sleep on a pole just shows you how important it was to make money really right of course um, so ben but, you were sorry jj go, go no ahead, no no me. it's fine it's fine Ben, you were insinuating her wounds as yeah, in my notes. Apparently, she was. They covered her up, and they they just that meant they 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 didn't realize that she'd been cut from uh, into. I think I might have got this one confused with someone else. Then I think but, you might be thinking of Annie Chapman in yeah, Angry Street. They, she had a throat cut, but she there was actually meant to be like wounds on her well, around her groin. Yeah. There was, yes, so I think you've got her confused with the second victim of mm. the Canonical Five, Annie Chapman, I think, because I'm pretty aware, and judging by what you pointed out, Ben, that there was a nine-minute window of the body being discovered and Charles Cross being there, and in my personal opinion, Charles Cross having something possibly to do with it, the, the particular slice being not a frenzied attack, but a quick situation, whereas jack could have possibly been doing something and then robert paul disturbing him yeah you might actually be correct <laughs> correct that he was looking at doing something or he had started what he was yeah. doing and then pulled down because yeah. they mentioned actually they mentioned that the skirt was only up to her knees yeah oh uh, no sorry it was only up to her waist but they pulled it down to past cover her, her modesty yeah instead of it being all the way up yeah. so it, a lot of people were led to believe that he had seen robert paul making an entrance into into bucks row and pulled down the shoulder to cover what he was doing and being like oh shit look what i found yeah because this that's kind of I get, I get so confused about all these things though because when you see like that era of woman they're wearing like a one-piece dress so are they talking about like the skirt being like the bottom of the skirt being up or are yeah. they talking about the waistband of something obviously I no, they, I, they mean the whole it thing doesn't, it doesn't take much does it just to like like if if for instance it does if the body's the dead had, like pulled the skirt up it wouldn't take much like or anything even a little bit of wind just to blow it down 
It's not no, but they remember like, they're really heavy. They were like they layered, were very right? heavy and fr- like yeah. almost three but, layers I mean, or sometimes. Even just, or even just like even if you did have it up, somebody who's like in an area that's like prevalent with prostitution, like somebody walking past and watching a man lift a guy's skirt up, it's not going to be like, you know, uh, it's not going to be like that. Like you said, there was eight hundred people per acre. Yeah, yeah, like they believed in that period. Yeah, yeah. you know, and the lot of them were prostitutes. Not yeah. the lot of them. A lot of them were prostitutes. No. You know, it's going to be... People... It, you would walk past that and just bat an eyelid. It just seems like every suspect seems a bit bit shady. was like, I don't want to see this. I don't... This is where the, this leads me to my my opinion of the suspects. Yeah. Which is... We'll, obviously, we'll go on to, but... It yeah. sure, seems sure. very... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm just just getting... There we go. Sorry, I needed to catch up. You're you're leading on to the next uh, victim because I was making sure that Ben's thoughts or research on yes, um the, the next one isn't it yes yes so the next annie, killed person. the the second victim annie chapman uh september 8th uh 1888 at around 6 a.m a little before 6 a.m john davis an elderly resident not the, of 29... not the singer of corn no not the singer of corn no. <laughs> would have led him probably would have given uh, him a couple of albums worth of material discovering a dead body right yeah rather than just being molested by his uncle yeah and he does He's kind of got some better tattoos as well. So a little before 6am corn vocalist, John Davis, uh, an elderly resident of 29 Hanbury street came downstairs, walked along a narrow passageway um, and opened the back door. He stood startled at the sight 
of the body of Annie Chapman. She's dead. No, that's disturbed. Shut up, that's Bing. Disturbed. Um, <laughs> I nearly did. I nearly did. <laughs> did you as well? Yeah. Oh, David oh, Draymond in it. So, yeah, he <laughs> discovers the body of Annie Chapman. And at that time, two men were also walking down Hanbury Street, who John Davis stopped and called them to see what he had just found. They followed John and through... Head. Yeah. <laughs> they followed John through the passageway leading to the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street and saw the mutilated body of Annie Chapman lying on the ground between the steps and the wooden fence. Uh, what the hell are you guys doing, what? Playing Fieldy's uh, bass. Oh, Fieldy. Fieldy's bass guitar. Yeah, here we go. Okay. <laughs> For everybody that's audio, uh, they were impersonating <laughs> the band members of Corn. Her face and hands were covered in blood, and her hands were raised and bent with palms towards her upper portion of her body, giving James Kent, one of the witnesses, the impression that she had been struggling and had fought for her throat. Moments later, Inspector Chandler was hurrying along Commercial Street. Turning along into Hanbury Street, he forced his way through spectators who were already gathering in the passage of 29. He ordered the vicinity be cleared of all sightseers and then sent for uh, a constable back to Commercial Street Police Station, instructing him to bring as many reinforcements as possible in order that the crowds might be contained. Another officer was dispatched to fetch Dr. George Bagster Phillips, the, police, uh, the divisional police surgeon. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Chandler then acquired some sacking from the neighbours and used it to cover the body until the arrival of the police surgeon. Ben, Pass some of that you... sacking, will you? I've got to cover this fucking brass up. I was going to say, she's smothered in spunk. Get rid of it. Don't want to see that in uh, this early in the morning. But that's Just what you were referring to about covering, uh, covering up, Ben. Um, yeah. George Baxter Phillips, upon arrival at around 6.30 a.m., was seen to have only given her a cursory uh, look over and that it was obvious to him that the woman was beyond medical help. She's beyond Chap medical help. <laughs> Can't do anything about that, Governor. Uh, Chapman's throat had been cut. Now, this was the first grisly, like, really, really awful uh, murder. So am I, am I right in thinking that this is the one in the film where the woman gets the things put on her eyes. That's it. Coins. Yes, you're it's, on yeah, the correct right, one. Okay. Yes, so in the doorway and the fence. Everybody's like, oh my God, a murder. Yeah, murder! because it was so... Because yeah. it was so grisly in the open and everyone had seen it before anyone else had... Yeah. Well, yeah. as the time that someone had discovered it, so... And it was pissing it down. Yes. In the Chapman's, Chapman's throat had been cut from left to right so deeply that the bones of her vertebra... Uh, vertebral column uh, bore... Whoa, I can't even pronounce that word. The bones of a vertebral column bore striations. Which means like marks, like cut marks. Oh, okay, striations, and that she had been disemboweled with a selection of the flesh from her stomach being placed upon her left shoulder and another section so of skin and flesh, <laughs> plus her small intestines being removed and placed above her right shoulder. The morgue examination revealed that part of her uterus and bladder was also missing. Chapman's protruding tongue, swollen, uh, uh, sorry, protruding tongue and swollen face led Dr. Phillips to believe that she may have been asphyxiated with the handkerchief around her neck before her throat was cut and that her murderer had, had held her chin as he performed this act. As there were no blood trail leading to the yard, he was certain that she was killed where she was found. He just sounds like a bit of a gentle yeah. lover to me. That, the, yes. Everything, everything that he, he just read sounded like 
It sounded like a Mills and Boom book. It he sounded like a love he's, novel, like a sexual he novel, held didn't her it? Chin he caressed her chin. He slashed her throat. throat. The, with <laughs> the laceration so deep that he marked her vertebral column. The cat the cascaded down her breast. He had as, a knee tremble. As her, as her intestine glistened in the moonlight the above her right shoulder. So the left arm was placed across the left breast. This guy, by the sounds of things, right? It's and yeah. we haven't got to this one yet, but there's a lot of referencing about putting things on shoulders in right. a V section. Maybe he was a pirate. Maybe he was just like maybe he <laughs> lost his parrot. Maybe this is where he lost the it... He'd lost his parrot, and he was just like, oh bloody. That's where all the rumors. Margaret the parrot. <laughs> the rumors that it was a ritual a thing came from. Or, Pol or Polly, but yes, Ben. All the ritual side of things. So it was just. But I, I, it seems to me like he was just throwing bits left, right, and center. Right. Get over there. So, get over there. Get out of the way. Move those so intestines out. I need to get to her uterus. So Doctor George Baxter whatever Phillips. Whatever uterus means. Whatever uterus mutilation means. So the doctor's Another male in band. Yeah. Uterus. Uh, yeah. That's probably name. what he is. So Dr. Mm. George inquest at the inquest, Dr. George was quoted in saying the left arm was placed across the left breasts, the left uh, sorry, the left breast, the legs were drawn up, the feet resting on the ground and the knees turned outwards, the face was swollen and turned on the right side, the tongue protruded between the front teeth, but not beyond the lips. The tongue was evidently much swollen uh, more much swollen, the front teeth were perfect as far as the first <laughs> molar, top and bottom were very fine teeth they were. The body was terribly mutilated. The stiffness of the limbs was not marked, but was evidently commen uh, commencing. He noticed that the throat was dissevered deeply, that the incisions through the skin were jagged and reached right around the neck. On the wooden paling between the yard in question and the next smears, blood corresponding to where the head of the deceased lay or were to be seen. These were about 14 inches from the ground and immediately above the part where the blood uh where the the blood from the neck lay so it was quite it sounded like well she she hadn't actually been uh asphyxiated by the um uh by the handkerchief that was round her neck because this is a discrepancy that a lot of people write a lot of people believe that she was strangled first killed and then he began the mutilation whereas judging by his inquest and him saying that there were spurts of blood on the path and the fencing next to her body that leads to believe that it was an immediate attack and frenzied and that she was still alive at the moment mm -hmm. that she was attacked basically Am I um, am I right in thinking that this this is considered, even though the description of everything that the the police officer or the investigator has said, I remember this being one of the worst um, investigated scenes of any British murder. I think it was it, so many different people said so many different because because of all the commotion of the audience of the, yep. the public, they all had their opinions on it, and then there was something like. 20 or 30 police officers present before anybody else was there like and this isn't like you see that in the film from hell but you also when you read about it i'm pretty sure it's been voted because the it description you just said sounds the description you said sounds like a really good description the guy's like he was fought the neck was 14 inches from where the blood was or whatever right so like, there was a lot of scientific like looks yes yeah, yes exactly We're and and whereas obviously like the first part 
before they were saying that she had been asphyxiated with the fucking cloth. And again, yeah. it's just testament to word of mouth, getting around quick, news journalists making their own things up. So it's it's difficult to even know particularly what parts of story are true. Other than rightly so, we've got the inquest statement from the doctor himself, but it's also... Uh, sorry, but this, JJ. So, no, sorry, man. It, it's just a bit of a delay. In the in this one, this is the first time they believe that she was possibly murdered somewhere else and brought uh, to this location because no, of they said that, to do... This is the one where she, oh. it even says that she would have to have been killed there, where she where she. All oh, right, okay, because I... I can't remember where there's... Again, I don't know whether I'm thinking of the film and getting confused with something, but... Maybe so, is, mate. Maybe there is so. one specifically where they say it is impossible that moved. she would have been killed in that area and have been that cold by the time they'd found her because she was drenched and it had been raining or something like that. Right. And they do, they, they do talk about a lot about that in the film. I thought it was this one, but... No, I believe they, it's the double the event. blood on the floor and stuff. I think, yeah, the double event is where... I think the double event is the one. Okay. So we're now on to, of course, the second victim, Annie Chapman. We've just uh, gone through hers. But now, September 27th, 1888, is where things start ramping up when it becomes... When you get into the side of things with, like, journalism and stuff like that, is when the dear boss quite possibly... The one of the most famous pieces of serial killer evidence, like I say, ever discovered, but has led its way into uh, Ben. Yeah, you're you're very like this is bullshit. This one, this is a bit yeah. like anyone that claimed <laughs> this one shouldn't even be claimed because it, the journalist who wrote it came forward and said, "Yeah, I made it up." Uh, and that's backed up by later on. We'll get to it at the end yeah. of this. At the end of this segment, we'll get to it. And that's also backed up by kind of scientific analysis that has put two pieces of evidence together which confirms like this this part that we're talking about with the journalism so anyway a letter postmarked on the 25th september 1888 was received by the central news agency funnily enough uh on the 27th of september and was forwarded immediately to scotland yard first discrepancy why on earth if you are a murderer or you have this idea of being a murderer would you send your letter that I will read to in a moment. I will get to reading in a moment. Why would you send your letter antagonizing and glorifying yourself to the journalists, whereas really the people that are on your toes are the police and they're the ones that are kind of looking for you actively? I mean, I guess, I guess it looked like the climate that things were at the time in terms of like you said the letter pressing stuff was new if sure. you are if you are a glory killer you know if you are like a trophy a trophy kind of trophy person, hunter yeah yeah you your idea of like the, the police you know to and i mean i guess it's still the same now the police like you're not bothered if you're caught by the police are you but if the yeah. like, especially for kids now they're just like I want to be famous. What can I do? Well, I'm shit at doing everything else. Shall I just go kill someone? And that's you know, yeah. Find, you know, you, you you always you would always look to social media or something like that before you would look. At, and I guess that is a primitive You're right. social yeah, media. You've <laughs> yeah, you've completely turned. You've completely immediately turned my idea there because that kind of reminds me of the Unabomber when uh, yeah. he was instead of antagonising the police, he would message the, press, the universities yeah. and the news agencies and. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, because <laughs> again, I'm I'm in agreement with Ben. Like this letter is horseshit. But 
that does kind of make a lot of sense. I never looked at it from that aspect. So the letter reads, Dear Boss. It's like Jack, Jack the Ripper and he's got a blue tick next to his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, well, are you with it? Just like, there we go. That's probably got why a, he stopped killing. Got yeah, a tick. All right, I'm verified now. Uh, so the letter reads, Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the... Now, bearing in mind as well, language back, back in Victorian England is very obviously different from today. So... While I'm reading this, there are some words that end in sentences that I feel like shouldn't end, yeah. but of course that was the but language. But then that leads it to uh, that uh, how it was forged to make it seem like it was written by someone uh, less educated rather than right. as a rather than a journalist writing it who would have been good with grammar and spelling. Of course, so of course, yeah. So misspelt really weird letters like knife. Spelt knife correctly. Yeah. Like, then, took, else. then took an E off the end. So he got the K-N right. But Which is the e worst the e part? Yeah, yeah, that's the hardest part. So, yeah, that a lot of the the re people have debunked it, even though it was admittedly a yeah. forgery. It's a cool letter, though. It's it. Yeah. So the letter reads, "Dear boss, I keep on hearing police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they took. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track." That, that that joke about lever apron gave me real fits i am down on whores and i shan't quit ripping them till i do get buckled grand work on the last job uh grand work the last job was i gave the lady no time to squeal which is kind of interesting but yeah. again it's not something that uh is to be considered or oh, how would he know that it's actually like word got around so we can ignore him possibly knowing something about the murder and he was probably on like he probably got there when they were still sorting out like cordoning it off and stuff so. yeah 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 so how can they teach me now I love my work and I want to start again you will soon hear of me with fu my funny little games I saved some of the proper red stuff in the ginger beer bottle uh, um, with a hut at the end as he says uh, Aha! The next, the ha! The next job I shall do. Um, no, sorry, hold on. I skipped a the bit. The next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off. Hold on, hold on. I missed the bit with the blood. Sorry. You will soon hear me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle. Um, why do I keep missing it? Over the last job. Over to the write last with. job, yeah, to write with, but it went thick like glue, and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Something a journalist would have. Uh, oh, ha ha, no. the next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ear off and send it to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out uh, Give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get work to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck, yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before. I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They shall. Uh, they say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. Like it's a really like obscure. It sounds like letter. a really bad sext. Like yeah. it sounds like a guy trying to get get someone off, and he's just like so rubbish. Yeah. At it. How, how, how to really get a golf? How to get a golf horny? But yeah. what? But like, what's interesting is he talks about clipping a lady's ear off. Now, a lot of people look at this um, and say like he must have known something like it must have been him because why then would the killer then will lead to it will like take an ear off the next time but like if you was a killer and you had read someone trying to sensationalize you by forging your letter wouldn't you sit there and kind of play along with it and be like Fucking look at this cunt all right i'm gonna go and uh go and do that just to just to amp it up all a little bit more 
it just doesn't sound very it sounds like an erratic message like i, I don't know this it, this so this isn't the from hell letter right no 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 this is dear boss so i never heard of this i never heard of this one but like it, this was the it first just one sounds like a guy but did, like, they, did they did he, he sounds like a fiction writer just like yeah ah, which sounds like a journalist trying to trying to yeah. sensationalize which trying it was but they yeah. didn't did because elizabeth stride was the next murder wasn't she three days yes. yeah did he clip the ear off well, well uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I guess I we'll get to it in the note. We'll soon find out, I guess. But I'm sure there is an ear clipping. There is certainly an ear clipping in one of them. I'm you certain clip there is. Here in a minute, mate. <laughs> so jumping to leading, conclusions. Leading on to Ben's uh, referring to the fact that the letters were technically debunked in the end. I'm sorry. There's a body rolling around in the washing machine. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what that <laughs> was. I'm not a killer. <laughs> I swear to God. Someone trying to get out. Let me out! Let me out! Let me out! Let me out! It's not me, I swear to the God. The tumble um, dryer killer. In 1931, a journalist named Fred Best uh, is reported to have confessed that he and a colleague at the Star newspaper named Tom Bullen had written the Dear Boss letter and the Saucy Jack postcode, uh, postcode, uh, postcard and the other hoax messages. Uh, but... Pur purporting to be from the Whitechapel murderer, who they together had chosen to name Jack the Ripper in order to maintain acute public interest in the case and generally maintain high sales of their publications. Yeah. Which is, like, if someone kind yeah. of admits to that, at the time, you can still sit there and say, well, why, why wouldn't you say that for a bit of glorification and a bit of, like, five minutes of fame and then write a book about it and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, but... In 1993, a handwriting uh, hand analysis people, or whatever, um, of the Dear Boss letter was confirmed uh, compared to that of the, uh, the purported diary of James Maybrick. Uh, the report at Gornben... Which was also reported to be a fraud. Right. Exactly. The report noted that the characteristics of the Dear Boss letter follow closely upon the round hand writing style of the time and exhibit a good writing skill. It's like they're just trying to compare the same style yeah. of handwriting. It was just done all, all in bubble writing. Like yeah. All squiggly graffiti. and... Squ yes, yes. So... What's interesting, in 2018, a forensic linguist based at the University of Manchester named and Andrea Nini stated uh, his conviction that both the Dear Boss letter and the Saucy Jack postcard had been written by the same individual. Commenting upon his uh, conclusions, Dr. Nini stated, my conclusion is that the very strong linguistic evidence that these two pieces of correspondence were written by the same person. People in the past had already expressed this tentative conclusion on the basis of similarity of handwriting, but this had not been established with certainty. Fuck so, that guy then. Let's move on. I, yeah, so they were those both those fake letters both those fake letters written by the same journalist. Right, okay, moving on. I'm bringing yeah, them up because asshole. of because of the fact that we need to obviously take into account the, the journalists of they're going to be hamming stuff up. The body yeah. is still rolling around. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm not a murderer. It's just the sound effects. It's just like not as good as the American people. Yeah. Just... And she slowly walked down that London street. <laughs> she had one leg and she dragged herself down the street. I'm going to mute the mic. <laughs> so Ben, do you want to... It's fine. For this purpose, do you want to start the double event? The double you've got, event. You've got the notes. You've got yeah. the notes there anyway. So September the thirtieth, eighteen eighty-eight at eight p.m. 
Ooh, all the eights. Well, the eights have it. Elizabeth Stride was seen sheltering from heavy rain in the doorway of the Bricklayer's Arms on Settle Street, close to 8pm, with the witness witnessed by Jay Best, another Best, and John Garner. We never got his name, Jay Best. It's just referred Jibest. to as Jay Best. Jay Best. He's the Jibest, isn't he? Jibest. He's Jibest at it. We'll go along sure. with that. She was in the company of a man who was about five foot five inches tall. He had a black moustache, sandy eyelashes. Weird thing. He had sandy eyelashes. That's to, to me one of the most oddest, like. Well, I guess if he had a black moustache, but his eyelashes were a bit sandy, it means that it might be a false moustache. Oh, oh, that's never occurred to me. Mm. Ah. And was wearing a black morning suit together with a Billy Cock hat. A Billy Cock hat is a cock with a dildo on it that he used to, <laughs> to fuck prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is a Billy Cock hat, though? To I be think it's. Honest? I don't know. I've got to Google it. Google it while I'm... I continue reading. They said the Bye. man looked fairly well to do in the way that he was dressed and they were astonished by the way, the way he was going on at the woman. So a Billy Cock hat is that that's worn by, do you know that James Bond movie where he takes the hat and he throws it? Oh, like, like a, a bowler, bowler hat. Yeah, yeah, it's a bowler hat, basically. Odd job. Odd job. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... Man. Rest in peace, Sean Connolly. Yeah, Connolly? Yeah, Sean not, Connolly. Not Sean Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> not Billy Connolly's brother. If a Connolly Sean did die, Connery. rest in peace. But yep, Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> he, loved, he loved slapping women. He loved mm. slapping women. Not mm. a great not a great role model, but a brilliant actor. Well, he didn't kill him. Well, we don't know, do we? He was so, yeah, quite this, old. Well, this person could have been Sean Jack, the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> so she was seen in the company with that dude that would look well to do. Well to do. Allegedly. Which... It definitely is evidence towards the person I think is a suspect. Oh, really? Mm, yes. They claimed that they also threw some light-hearted banter their way by saying, watch out, that's lever open around you. Watch out, governor. That's lever open. They hurried off in the rain towards Commercial Road. Whoa. Fireworks. What was that? Fireworks. Oh, fireworks going off. Okay. She was that sighted again. You jump. <laughs> it did, yeah. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, she was sighted around 11.45pm by a labourer named William Marshall. William. He, le he led a near identical description of the man Elizabeth Stride was seen with other than the fact that he claimed the man was an inch taller than that the best of gardener had claimed. He also said he had overheard the man saying, you would say anything but your prayers. Like, uh, just, yeah. Like, it, it, to me, that, that form of evidence just sounds like something that someone would say in... I don't know, like, oh, Christ, yeah, that woman, she got murdered. Oh, blimey. And, like, kind of amp things up almost, like, create things Yeah, in make it head. sound like you had more info than you actually did. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I was well part of that. I know what was going on. But, yeah, like, which is, just, like, anyone would do that. They all want to, you know, it's I like, want to be how, part do, of it. how do I get more it column inches with my name attached to it in the press? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the same thing as today. People have more more input than they actually do. Very Once again, bizarre. describe the man exactly how... Oh, right, then we got got uh, 12.30, PC, William Smith. Billy Smith was walking along Burner Street and noticed a man and a woman on the opposite side of Duffield's Yard, where Elizabeth Stryber's body was later discovered. Once again, he described the man exactly how the previous witness had done. So other than the man being five foot seven inches. So he's getting taller, this bloke. He's getting taller. He's getting so taller. He's five foot five, five foot six, and now five foot seven. He's Granted, growing. 
But granted, I don't think that's too much of a discrepancy. Mm, discrepancy unless he's got that because... thing that Andre the Giant had where he just couldn't <laughs> stop growing. <laughs> but, but, oh, he keeps but... getting police issue shoes and they keep putting a little bit more <laughs> steel on his shoes. Yeah. It's, it's he's got magnets on his shoes and he just says he's walking around, he's getting so taller. When, when Best and Gardner could have possibly seen this guy, he could have been lent maybe against the wall. The, or she could have been on the curb. He could have been on the curb. That's like what that. I'm saying. Now, one thing that I've noticed when it comes to like, um, one thing I've noticed here or I found out here in the US when it comes to um, height discrepancies when crimes are committed. For instance, at the 7-Eleven at the top of our road here, the two double doors that I know, I, I watched, I was watching a, like a true crime thing with my wife um, not long ago, and there was uh, an incident where a guy had been proven, well, he first of all had been locked up for something, and it was because his height, uh, or the evidence that people were giving him in witness statements were identical to this guy. So they arrested him, trialed him, and fucking threw him in Nick for it. America. But one thing yeah. that occurred was that he was like, like four or five inches shorter than this guy that was actually the one like that committed the crime and what they what what happened because of it was they were referring from a cctv for him leaving the seven at this particular 7-eleven and going through the door to which then technology's advanced and on the 7-eleven door down our street it has this sticker uh, between five and six inches that when yeah. you're leaning at a distance and when the camera is facing you can look smaller or taller than you actually are on camera and they use like an actual sort of like ruler sticker on the door to determine the genuine size of people. So this is where people sit there and go, oh, he was two inches taller than the first guy. Yeah. That could have just been they were at a different angle witnessing him from a yeah. different sort of standing I, position. Also, I can't tell how tall people are no. from looking at them. No, me neither. Like, One of the I hardest know, things to do, in my opinion. Five foot something it's not you can't you yeah. can't it's very difficult he's about it's this very, much taller than me like but <laughs> that's, that's it how... most people do just gauge that on how tall you are yeah, yeah. So, so between that's why i tell everyone uh they were they were four foot twelve officer <laughs> <laughs> they were the same height as me <laughs> between 12 15 and 12 40 a member of the jewish men's educational club morris eagle had left to walk his lady home and upon arriving back to the club had to take the back entrance the front door was locked at that time it was pitch black and he claimed that if there were a body within the yard he would never have been able to see it just goes to show how dark and bleak Whitechapel was. Everywhere, yeah. I feel like. Or it's how you can't oblivious see shit. people were of the world around them. Because they right. And how many yeah. innuendos there are everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's always saying, there was no entry in the back door. We had there. to go in the main entrance. Mm. Yeah. Stride's body These was discovered. Prostitutes. Sorry. Stride's body was discovered approximately 1am on Sunday the 30th of September 1888 by Louis Dimeschutz. Dimeschutz? Dimeschutz? The steward of the International Working Men's Educational Club, or the Iwemek. Imwek. Imwek. Iwemek. In the adjacent Duckfields Yard, Dimeschutz had driven into the poorly illuminated yard with his horse and two-wheel cart when his horse abruptly shilled to the left to avoid what appeared to be a bundle lying upon the ground. Nothing what he later described as a dark object lying on the ground. Dimitschitz 
unsuccessfully attempted to lift the object with his whip handle before leaving before. his cart to inspect it. Upon lighting a match, Demirschitz saw a prone body. <laughs> he immediately ran inside the club to report the, his discovery before running to find a policeman. You know what? Hold on, hold on. Before you go further, before you go further, I bet if we play the name Dumschitz or however Ben is pronouncing him backwards, I bet it says I'm Jack the Ripper. I agree. <laughs> so, I agree done. completely. Done. Says, or Epstein it's a special didn't, move in Street Fighter. Or Epstein didn't kill himself. Dumschitz. 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 Uh, blood was still flowing from a single knife wound inflicted into Stry's neck, and although her hands were cold to the touch, other sections of her body were entirely were either slightly or quite warm. This suggests Stride was killed shortly before Dimshit's arrival in the yard. I really she died don't know how to pronounce it. So. Dimshit's. I'm going to quickly try it on the reverser and see what it says. All right. Oh God! Yeah. She died yeah, she from a six-inch cut to the neck that severed most of her major arteries. So, so she was killed pretty quickly, and yes, and apparently the killer was startled and left, or he could. This could not be a ripper victim at all. That's I've never heard anybody say that, but that's intriguing that you mentioned that in actual fact. That could just they call it the double event purely because obviously. But it's normally these killings in, are about five in the morning. Shit. Like if we look right. back, they're normally like six, five, four a.m., six a.m., one a.m. Like they're consistent. Yeah, they're consistent. But this is like this one's at one a.m. and it's just a slice of the neck. No, uh, you know. And it sounds it it it's it, just because there are two that are like murder victims that have occurred in and around the same air, well, in and around the same sort of killings as all of these other things. I don't know whether they do rightly need to be placed together. Now, yeah. I'm not too sure. Uh, I mean, Duck let's, not, let's not mess with the narrative now. Like, we're only just stepping into the world of right, ripperology. Right. I and, just want to uh, have a... We don't really want to... I'm wanna... going to... Sorry, sorry, Ben, I'll let you finish. My apologies, mate. Yeah, we don't want to, you know, start rocking the boat of ripperology here by claiming that one of these murders didn't even happen. No, right. Well, no, this is we're going to get hate it. from the ripperologists. Already, because I think, I want by mocking to, I, want, I want to discover, or I'm intrigued at you mentioning that this could possibly just be a random murder of a prostitute. Only, yeah, only co co like connected because Catherine Eddowes was found later, and as they called it, the double event. But how? What I wanted to know was how far away Dutfield's yard was compared to Myatt Square, which is obviously where the next victim. Uh, occurred. If I'm gonna look up the distance now, while you're reading that next one, because well, let me that... let me enlighten the listeners uh, to the fourth victim of Jack the Ripper, the uh, murder of Catherine Eddowes. At more or less the exact moment the body of Elizabeth Stride was dis was being discovered in Dutfield's yard, another prostitute named Catherine or Kate. Ed oh, actually, before we move on, does anyone know? why Elizabeth Stride was called Tall Liz. Because she, yeah, yeah, go on. I, I know She this. was five foot five. Yeah, and that was considered tall back then. Really tall. It's yeah. because someone saw her Long really Liz. closely. Long Liz. <laughs> she, was, she was a lot closer <laughs> than all the other prostitutes. Yeah. And they were like, by blimey, governor, she's tall Lizzie. Oh, Long Liz. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, she uh, was stood on a curb. So at more or less the same time that Elizabeth Stride was discovered in Duckfield Yard, another prostitute named Catherine or Kate Eddowes was being released from Bishopgate Police Station. She took a left out of the station and through testimony, the officer claimed it would have taken her just under 10 minutes to reach Myatt Square with, a, with ordinary walking. All of I this was around 12.55am. So actually, and on that night, apparently, and I don't actually, I think this might be from hell. I don't know if this is real, but Go ca ahead. Catherine Eddowes had used the pseudonym Mary Kelly. That's, that is true. Yes, it is. No, that is absolutely true. That is and absolutely they think true. That, and then that's where they think that the killer from hell, in from hell, tried to complete the killings of all of them in one night. Because they, like, yeah. Because she'd used the wrong name. But anyway. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Catherine Eddowes, if she did, in fact, know Mary Kelly, or if Mary Kelly... Let's be honest, that's a rather English name. That just sounds like John Irish. Smith, you know, or whatever. It just sounds like a, a very common combination of names. Ah, Mary Kelly. Like, yeah. it could be that, or it could be the fact that she did use Mary Kelly's names, or it was something that just, like, ladies of the night had that sort of thing. Oh, if you get caught, try and use someone else's name that yeah. you might know that's new to the yeah, we've all done because... that when we've dodged the train, we've dodged train fares and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, we've all done that. Yeah. Oh, to... Bob, Dave. Like really crap, crap attempt at a name, but. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Dave. At one thirty a.m., PC Watkins would have passed through Myers Square every twelve to forty minutes and claimed that although dark, if anyone was sleeping rough within the square, he would have absolutely seen them. Five minutes later, three Jewish gentlemen, Harry Harris. And I'm Harry Harris. Joseph Hyam Levy and Joseph Harris, Luwande left the Imperial Club on Duke Street as they passed its junction with the church passage, noticed a man and woman talking quietly together. Joseph Luwande Luwand, Luwand, is, is coined as being Joseph the Luwand. one man to have possibly seen the face of Jack the Ripper. Although the street right. lighting wasn't particularly good, he caught a brief glimpse of the man's face and was able to provide police with a description. He had the appearance of a sailor and was aged about 30. He was around five foot, feet, five feet nine inches tall, of medium build, he had fair complexion and a small fair moustache. So completely different to any of the other descriptions. Right. He looked like a sailor. He sported right. a reddish neckerchief. Also as well. Oh. Go on, go on, so, JJ. What I've, what I've discovered from your guys' research is the Jews don't like the sailors no. and the Londoners don't like the Jews. It, any it conspiracy, like any conspiracy, you you go deep enough into any conspiracy, it will be the Jews. Yeah. Somehow it's, they're linked, yeah, in, yeah, in some just, way or another. But back then in Whitechapel, at that era, there, yeah, it was the Jews that era, the Poles, there was a lot of immigrants. Like, yeah. yeah, people didn't like the Pol Jews and they didn't like the Polish. And any yeah. and Polish didn't mean po people from Poland. It meant anyone from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, he had fair complexion, a small, fair moustache. He sported a reddish neckerchief tied in a knot, wore a pepper and salt coloured loose fitting jacket, and, and had on a grey peaked cloth cap. So, yeah, again, nothing like the other look things. But mm. then, again, people wanted it to be part of the aristocracy, is what, I, what I've gathered from my research. Is it would be way more interesting if the person doing these killings was from, from wealth. Right, from an yeah. upper class than it would be just being like a couple of 
someone from the same class killing people. It would be bigger story, bigger headlines. So this clearly is like this the opposite of what the press was saying. Passway, since the couple were doing nothing particularly suspicious, he later maintained that he would not be able to recognise or identify the man were he, see, were he to see him again. See, that's suspicious to me. Like, you, you've got you've got such a detailed description that this Joseph Lewand has given and is part of the inquest and part of the actual case. But yet, if he was given the opportunity to try and point him out in an ID parade, he wouldn't be able to. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, to me, that just is so inconsistent and odd. Is that just the case of somebody not wanting to be involved in the case, but feeling obligated to explain what they've seen because they don't want to think that they could yeah. be complicit in the murder? Yeah, or they didn't see anything at all and they just want to be involved and have their name. And yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Harry Harris, Joseph Hyam Levy, they never said anything, did they? <laughs> they didn't say anything, no. Joseph was the, the only thing Harry Harris uh, said, I don't think I included it in my notes, was that... Um, there you go, sorry about that, body scan round again. Uh, that he... I was going to say, that is quite loud, isn't it? <laughs> um... He had said that he had made a comment when they were passing the two of them that he didn't like walking alone with these types on the streets. So yeah. it was interesting that they made that comment. Anti-Semites. So well, well, it was it was odd because they, to me, it sounds like they have, they were people that I think maybe had something against brass and maybe sailors or something like that because he said said he um or squaddies or whatever you want to look at it sounds like they had an issue with those so i don't like walking home alone when those types are around yeah, but yeah it sounds like they're kind of looking down at people like that yeah. so i would assume that they're pretty well to do or at least of an upper class mm. but yet why would why would joseph then explain something so precise even to the point of the eyebrows yeah, um, but not not be able to recognise him. But no, no, yeah, and and a handkerchief on like the right side. Yeah, not recognise him. It's all so that, weird, isn't it? Like, but they, again, it's all eyewitness testimony, which is notoriously bad. Like, yes, yes, precisely. Like, so it's at one forty-four a.m., PC Watkins enters Mitre Square, where he discovers the mutilated body of Catherine Eddowes. He rushes to find ex-policeman George Morris, who was working as a night watchman close by. After seeing the body, he raced down Mitred Street towards Allgate, blowing his whistle after finding two, piece, two officers, PC Harvey and Holland. Holland immediately left to find George William Sequeira. Death, he Se said. Sequeira, good name. Death, he said, would have been instantaneous once the murderer had cut the windpipe and the blood vessels significantly. He was of the opinion that the murderer possessed not great anatomical skill. In the other words, he had only a basic knowledge of, ana of anatomy. And when asked by the coroner if he would have expected the murderer to be spattered with blood, replied, not necessarily. I guess from behind, is like that. Yeah, now. yeah, if it was... I, 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 I do believe that I put the post-mortem in the notes there, but I it, it does it does interest me that there he doesn't necessarily think that he would be covered in blood, yet the wounds suggest someone that isn't of the yeah. knowledge to yeah, know the anatomy were, well. Uh, people the, thought he was like a butcher or a um 
a doctor, or a surgeon. But, yeah, but yeah. he said it was nowhere near. So one of the one of the big things that I was reading about was the 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 left right handed theory of of stuff. Yes, yes. And like in your brain, logically, people like if you were just to say somebody, if you were to slit someone's throat, which way would you do it? Yeah, left or right? Left or right? Yes, yeah. Even if you were All behind right them, the natural way would be if you were right-handed would be from left to right. Like yes. If you were right-handed. Yeah, if you, you were in front of them, which they're saying it would take right. a lot of force or a very sharp yeah. knife to do it, you would still do it that way, like out-handedly. Because yeah. if you were to do it the other way, it would be that way and then be hard with get, a pointed yeah. knife. But there was like some weird theory about why a lot of the cuts on the throat were jagged, but it, there's quite a few of the victims that was like, it was a clean cut to here, and then there has forcibly been pressure put on the back of the head to rip this part open. Right, that's why yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That's why these parts are jagged. You know, JJ's so, I mean, pointing it, to his throat for all listeners. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that was the thing. Like, I don't think if, if you were... Like, because it seemed like the guy was probably a clever guy if he was a surgeon. It doesn't really matter which way you do it, because I mean, you've all seen Forged in Fire, like Doug Makaida. He can just fucking he he can do it everywhere, and it what? you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. It will kill. But he's like, it doesn't matter which way that is, because that that there's a re- like loads of theory about the upper hand, like hand upwards technique. Is that, like, it doesn't doesn't really matter, like. I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah. So apparently, like. Oh, coming from another direction. So right. Open, yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. So you would do that, but then there's like there's people who are just like you can you know you can fraudulently do that. It seemed like the the throat cutting thing was more of a, a signet, like yeah. more of a this was me. Calling know, card. It, so Calling he could have done that when thing, he, yeah. you know the the Ooh. blood splatter thing. They were saying that if you were to cut any other, on oh, I'm saying they like uh, scientifically. Yeah. There's only like three or four places on the body that you could cut first where the neck later to be cut wouldn't make a projectory splat. Yeah. Oh, so Ooh, you, you, okay. You know, so they say the, the best place to kill somebody without... Um, <laughs> without Evidence a, of blood. A, a signature right. is the inner thigh because it, oh. it, it, would, it would literally be like... If you were stood up, it would project, but it wouldn't. Obviously, in most cases, you'd be wearing trousers. Most people always say the throat because it's the most exposed part. That's why women yeah, yeah, put yeah. perfume on their throats because their pulse projects that kind of oh. thing. So that's why they were saying, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a peanut whore. I've just had like a full bag of peanuts, like while I, while I, I was muted because I hadn't eaten all day." But well, it's interesting. Um, look at it in the notes that. You're mentioning like the ferocity and stuff like that because did, Ben, did you want me to carry on or do you, you want to carry on now? These? Now the tumble yeah, has stopped. Yeah, oh, rotating yeah, yeah. Their body. oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah, okay. So, um, but at the scene of the murder in the early hours of the morning, Sakura did little more than pronounce life extinct and decided not to touch the body, preferring instead to await, await the arrival of the city divisional surgeon, Doctor Frederick Gordon Brown. There were great. There was great disfigurement of the face. The throat was cut. The intestines were drawn out to a large extent and placed over the right shoulder. A piece of about two feet was quite detached from the body and placed between the body and the left arm, apparently by design. Almost like a calling card, like you were saying, JJ. Um, the lobe and uh, auricle 
of the right ear were cut obliquely though, uh, obliquely through, which is interesting because as we mentioned about a letter being yeah. forged, as we do believe, forged by journalists, Mr. Mr. Murderer has probably clearly read about it because it was put in the paper. Oh, did they put it in the papers? I can't yeah, quite remember. Yeah, they'd already remember. put it in the papers by now. They'd put it just, in the papers. So, just sorry, talking JJ. About the, just talking about the ear thing, like historically, mm-hmm. um, obviously everyone knows about the Van Gogh ear cutting thing. Yes. The Historically, I can't remember. This is People, where my quick, research... Ha- yeah. Quick, JJ, explain why, if some listeners don't know, we do know, but why Van Gogh... Um, to give to his love. I can't remember exactly the reason why, but he, he gave it to his love. S- historically as well, people cut off, actually do cut off their wedding finger. Ooh. And that's where that's where the, the wedding band comes from. Because it's got an artery direct to the... Uh, there's an artery directly oh. to your heart. So the idea that is, historically though, people did remove they the wedding hadn't... finger. Right. So just to bring us, uh, before I forget, they hadn't released the letter yet. Oh, they hadn't. And she right. clipped an ear off. So, so, all right, yeah. okay. So, well, I mean, uh, if but you were, that's if, interesting. If you were educated uh, in in an idea of 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 an ancient like ritual or whatever, the idea of like I don't know if any of them lost fingers, but the idea to cut an ear off might have significant. This is just me like riffing. I don't no, know. No, yeah, I understand. I, I only know about the ear thing because I have nothing to do with this. So. so so, again, we mentioned, as, as Ben mentioned, the letter hadn't been released, but this killer, as the letter had perpetuated, one of the victims of the double event did in fact have the lobe or their ear technically removed, which is quite strange. So it isn't a copycat of the of the letter, essentially. Because or the did the journalist get to the scene of the crime and cut the ear off? Could maybe don't know witnesses, but there were people around the body. I don't think yeah. that's something we could imagine like that happening. But again, oh, that's the something journalist that's... was the killer. Bam, bam, bam. Like you said Same. originally, I don't know if anyone's theories are that though. That's why I'm. No. I'm just. I'm like, just going to say that now. No, no. no mine, no, mine is isn't. Uh, I mean, mine's just going for the. You know which one mine's going to. Yeah, be. yeah. Don't, don't, don't mention it though. In case I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure we'll need to do a two-parter. Yeah. So, and I think that'll be good if we'd have to do a two-parter because then we could really focus on each of our suspects. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Right. Yeah. Brown's post-mortem reported that he said this. I believe the per- uh, perpetrator of the act must have uh, had considerable knowledge of the position of the organs in the abdominal cavity and the way of removing them. The parts removed would be uh, of no use for any professional purpose, It requi- which again leads to JJ's significance of it being a calling card of the things yeah. that he would do with the intestines and yeah. stuff just well, being I think placed the on whole, the shoulders. All this stuff leads it to being a process killer rather than a, right. a product uh, yeah, killer. rather than a a product killer rather than a process killer. So he's doing yes. it for the product, like of doing those things like yeah, so, um, Dharma or something like that. So the actual murder isn't the thing that he wants to do. It's the, it's the mutilation, the mutilation the, afterwards. Yeah. It's almost the, the go-to it's yeah, the, he just it's wants like, it. that's why the killings are so quick. Like it's the slice, the throat, as because deep as he you wants can, to get, get it done. So he can get to those 
start much ripping... was that like Ted Bundy? I think was that he it wasn't he he admitted that it wasn't the killing that was the he said the killing was the difficult part. It was the yeah. part after that was Jeffrey Dahmer as well. Used to have to get absolutely Jeff... wasted Sorry, drunk to do it. It was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he used to have to get Dahmer. wasted drunk yeah. to do any killing because he hated so, the killing part. It was the he wanted. It the, was the bit after the bit after he wanted. Yeah. So the part and this that kind of also leads to the the evidence pointing towards the fact that it wasn't multiple killers and that it wasn't a jack the ripper that it was in fact a single person so there's low there's lots to consider well, it does but it also leads to think that maybe not all five of these killings were or the same, the same person. person but yeah. there was probably three that were... and there was probably more and less and different i think that i think the the timelines are all over the place well I the think. victims list is like we could go on forever we could do a five-hour podcast and not cover all of the victims because there are so many anyway sorry i'll carry on so the parts removed would be of no use for any professional purpose it required great deal of knowledge to have removed the kidney and to know where it was placed such knowledge might be possessed by one in the habit of cutting up animals i think the perpetrator of this act had sufficient time it would have it would take at least five minutes i believe it was the act of one person so he believes the person had knowledge of what he was doing that's why it was so quick and precise and why potentially the double murders were in fact connected mm. because i also noted that well sorry ben that you also checked that it w- did not take long to get from um no. uh duckfield's yard to Mite square it's anything what? at walking pace 20 minutes anything in Whitechapel is 10 15 minutes it's really? not, yeah, it's yeah. not difficult to get to. So, um, at about 3am on the same day as Eddowes was murdered, a blood-stained fragment of her apron with uh, the combination of fecal matter was found lying in a passage of the doorways leading to flats 108 and 1119, model dwellings, Galston Street, Whitechapel. Above it on the wall, well, now this is... I don't know whether this is connected, but this is a piece of evidence that stands out massively. It's yeah. featured in From Hell, and I think it's because it's such an obscure. It's a thing. reference to the uh, Freemasons, isn't it? It is. Well, yeah, it's it, it, this is the way okay, it's spelled. So yeah. let me. Yeah. There's three yeah. three major references where it right. can be from. But yeah. I'll uh, yeah I'll. I'll I'll uh, read what it read what it was. So um, above it on the wall was a graffiti in chalk, commonly held to have read, "The Jews are the men that will not be banned for nothing." Blamed. The writing may or may not have been related to the murder, but either way, it was washed away before dawn on the orders of Metropolitan Police Commissioner Sir, Sir Charles Warren, who feared that it would spark anti-Jewish riots, as we mentioned. Uh, race, racism yeah. against immigrants was huge and rife in Whitechapel. Mm. But yes, JJ, I'm interested that you say there are three things that about this graffiti that's so poorly written, might we add. Like poorly worded, excuse again, me. Sorry, my, the... again, again, my research isn't amazing. No, uh, that's fine. The, go on. So the, the Freemason reference that um, Ben was talking about is that they use the word, the way that it was spelt. So re- you'll have to remind me how it was spelt in that. J-U-W-E-S. W-E-S. So in the in the Masonic uh like scriptures or whatever, they refer to that and then like two other words that are like closely spelt the same. Can't oh, remember right. exactly what they are. So it's that was Jubel that... Jewel, Jubella, and Jubellum yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh yes, they... yes, I have heard of this. I from what I know about this, this is where in my mind the second link is. Those are um, those are either Sumerian or Egyptian 
links, and I can't right. remember which one. And then the Sumerian. third one is obviously the the Jewish link. But the the one of the big things that was like huge in this, and at the time these kind of ironies weren't. On, I don't even know it's classed as an irony. They weren't. It's a double negative, isn't it? Yeah, it's a double negative. So they won't. Yeah. They they said they are the people who would be who could be or would I, not be blamed for nothing, which means yeah, which they have something to be blamed for. Yeah, it's, that, uh, it's, that links to a Masonic and a, a Thelmetic uh, and a Hermetic or me- Hermeticism. Hell. That's where that links in. So double negatives are a way that they would. My friend Jamie would know. Is this so a way of this. people in that? area and field of secrecy they communicate yeah, it's, it's a it's a nod so it's basically like saying ah, i get you because right because most people at that time in Whitechapel weren't educated so they were they would they would use these like because most people are like ah oh, they won't be blamed for nothing and then they just forget about it whereas in like now especially now like you know grammar is like a big thing like people used to go at each other on the internet about it like grammar was i like do still a big thing like grammar nazis <laughs> Yeah. They were like, that is massive. So yeah. them doing that was kind of like a, a signal of like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're involved, but we're not involved kind of thing. Mm. And it, yeah, like, yeah. now it seems obvious, but I don't think back then it was. Like now, 130 years ago. And also the guy who was the police dude, the guy who was enforcing it to be getting washed, down, yeah. washed off, most of the people who were in those high level jobs had Masonic links at the time. So, so like, they had, a, yeah, they had an incentive. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was, I, I'm probably, I'm wrong, but I think this was at the, the very, very beginning of the Scotland Yard thing. I, I think, I, I believe Scotland Yard was a lot, like quite a bit later, but I think it was the idea of that, like um, sort of internal, government thing i'm pretty sure scotland yeah is probably like early 1900s but you know like or even maybe even later but it was the idea that we were all, we're all together like a boys club like oh yeah we're you know we do this and there is theories obviously that that guy was involved in it like why would he be so upset with washing it removing, down removing yeah significant yeah. Evidence. Either ancient sumerian yeah, uh, yeah. Jewish, <laughs> jewish or in the freemasons or he's well involved yeah, yeah. or he did it or he's jack I really need to pee as well. I'm very sorry, guys. Uh, And we're back from the urination. Hey, urination Um, station. There's another theory with the the Jews thing is that it was the killer telling the police that the three Jewish men that witnessed the first killing weren't to be blamed for it and they had nothing to do with it. That was another one that it could have been. That's a loose... uh, That's... Ah, yeah. That, I never looked at that, to be perfectly yeah. honest. And that, that kind of it connects with what not we as were... Not kind of, exciting, though, is it? <laughs> well, I think it is, because it still leads... I'm still curious as to why... Let's go back and look at his notes. Uh, Joseph Luend uh, coined as seeing the first person that saw the face of Jack the Ripper. Why he would give this description, but then, like, say, oh, I wouldn't be able to notice him in a, in a like, line of people. Yeah. Like, and then that being linked to that, oh, they're not going to be blamed for it. Just seems that sounds significant or just an just odd been, coincidence. Uh, I've just been reading, like going back onto the ritual thing, because when you guys were talking about the double incident, I was thinking about the 
the Masonic link, i.e. Yeah. that it, it, if it was a ritual thing, it's more than likely not just going to be the one guy. Right. You know, so it would be like, I don't know, the new interns at the Masonic Lodge or whatever. But just, <laughs> um, just as you went to the toilet, I was just reading about the the anti Zion League, um, and they believe they believe that it was a Jewish ritual murder. <laughs> it always always goes back to blaming the Jews, doesn't it? Always. I was going to say, gee, well, gee, it, Jew, it, Jesus it, Christ. <laughs> we de- we definitely need to do a podcast on uh, Zionism, like, but it's well, I- it's such a difficult thing to touch on, and the the Holocaust and everything like that. They but well the people against this believe that that right. was made to take the blame <clears throat> from it, which is, it's a really, really strange thing. Well, but th- this sounds like another one of those things. Like if you were to take it from that standpoint, it does sound like another one of those entry level things where they were like ritualistic. Yeah. Well, you, they, look, you-, you should really look into the anti Zionist league. Is that, well, is this something that could be connected to some suspects that you have an idea of? Because I obviously know who your suspect is, but I don't. For the next episode, I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I think um, that could have some. I don't possibly. know. I don't know who your sub, your both suspects are. So I'm. No, nah, that's good no, though. I only know, know yours because I, yeah, I, like. <laughs> I don't know who JJ's is. He's got oh, a dick piercing. He's named oh, yeah. Dick Pearson. <laughs> There you go. Hollywood, the Hollywood Johnny Frenulum. The the Hollywood the Hollywood suspect for JJ then. Oh, it had to go. So, I had to ruin it. Be all uh, so no, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> but anyway. Whatever. Whatever. Next murder, next in the timeline we have the Saucy Jack uh postcard. Uh it was received on the first of October, eighteen eighty eight. The postcard mentions that the two victims killed on the 30th of September were killed very close to one another, stating double event this time. Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes were both killed in the early morning of the 30th of September as part of Eddowes' ear was found detached at the crime scene as a result of facial mutilations that the killer performed. Some authors have argued that the letter was sent before the murders were publicised, making it unlikely that a hoaxer would have such uh, knowledge of this crime. So it was sent after and postmarked right. before. But the letter was postmarked more than 24 hours after the killings took place. So long after many details were known by the journalists and residents of the area. And this is how mm. we were talking about at the beginning when it came to word of mouth, journalism, yeah. all trying to outdo each other. Although some books might sit there and say, well, this this was posted well before and they wouldn't have known anything. Write, you just write on it. 25th of on, on the 25th of September and it was received on the 28th of September. The post, but it said it tracked, did they? They didn't send it for special before 1 p.m. No, no. They just sent it and then it gets I there when it gets there. Right, right. It wasn't so recorded the... before 1 p.m. on the, the day, the next day. Right. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's easy to hoax it. There's, yeah, there's, there's flaws. Yeah, there's flaws. Yeah. It's easy to hoax it. So the text of the postcard read, I was not codding, dear. I, I was not codding. So misspelling kidding essentially or is codding what they used to say back then probably probably an old english codding is a codding is an old codfish right okay yeah codpiece face uh i was not codding dear old boss Uh, when when i I gave gave you you the the tip tip. yeah you'll hear about saucy jack's work uh tomorrow's double event this time number number one squealed a bit couldn't finish straight off had not had not time to get ears off for police thanks for keeping last letter back 
I'll go till I, till I got to, sorry yeah thanks for keeping last letter back till I got to work again Jack yeah. the Ripper but now I, I, it just made it just though I mean we know that they've admitted to writing those letters now but it, right, it, yeah. it becomes even more obvious actually when you when you read them it back does. a few times yeah when you read them back does. a few times you realise that it is actually like bullshit bullshit yeah, like, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I didn't manage to clip her ear off, but I got to the second yeah. one, I clipped her ear off right off, and right it, off it was, did it? And it's, it's like Russell Brand's again. written these. Oh, yeah, it's so many brandisms going on yeah. in there. Uh, police officials later claim to have identified a specific journalist, as we mentioned, the author of the message, uh, and the earlier Dear Boss letter in 1931 was journalist Fred Best of the Star with his friend. They have claimed. Um, to to have written both the letters signed Jack the Ripper in order to keep the businesses alive. Did so we you, can. Yeah. This I'm, is just a, a, this is just a clutch. But obviously, I, when I was picking out the things that I wanted to look into, did you read the theory about how the dear boss letter was a suicide note? No, that's a no divulge, dude. Like that, that what? So <laughs> there, there was a lot of things in there that were basically referring to like sing, like singularism and stuff. I. I I'm just asking if you guys read about no, it. I no, didn't I didn't. No. I, I brushed over it because I, I just I saw didn't that it was. Believe it was that. I saw it that it was, was a hoax, thing. and then I was like, okay, well, I don't need to. See, really that's a, it. I'd never heard of it until like we're talking about it now again, and I'm just like, hang on a second, I did read about that because I'd never heard the the word "dear boss" anywhere, but Cons- there was a theory that it was a suicide note, and this is why the, there were then became the theories about copycats. Considering. Because- Sorry, JJ, I'll let you finish. No, Apologies. I'll no, 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 it was fine. That was, that so, was it. That was... Considering this is the most, the, the biggest unsolved crime when it comes to serial killers in the world, um, the, the most infamous serial killer because evidence of one of the murder scenes being one of the most poorly recorded like crime scenes or something like that, and when we get to the last victim that we're about to, Mary Kelly, her crime scene was the first ever crime scene photo captured. Considering how messed up this, like, and how infamous this case is, it's just testament, again, like JJ saying, did you find out how apparently the uh, the Dear Boss letter is, is somehow a suicide note? It just goes to show how bullshit this whole thing could almost be. There's so uh, many theories, ev- theories based around everything with this, though. Yeah. Like that, that, that it's is insane. Pro- like, originally, it was, how many is it, like, the five or the 13? Like, yeah, or yeah. something like that. 11, it's a significant 13. amount difference. It's not, like, the five or the seven. Yeah, so, it's like... It does. It depends on what, what ripperologist you are and how 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 rich your parents were so you could just deep dive into it and become like the the best ripperologist so just just quickly going back onto the like the notoriety thing like and Mm -hmm. if because as humans we like to believe that we're like we're evolving we like to believe that like oh we wouldn't do something that somebody did 140 or 130 years ago Mm. like as, as this news spreads through, like, London about this guy who's, like, you know, everyone's talking about him, oh, Jack the Ripper, like, don't do this, don't do that. You know, I essentially as well, like, very similar to, like, what we're doing, what's happening at the moment with the, the lockdown. Like, they were, they were trying to do curfews. They were saying, don't, don't go out after this time, don't mm. do this, don't do that. We spoke earlier on about how it might have been, like, a subliminal feed to stop prostitution. 
like mm. oh he's killed loads of prostitutes let's don't prostitute anymore but <laughs> the the kind of like on the outside perspective like you you know we were talking about the those t-shirt companies earlier on and about how like probably like five six years ago one started and then someone went oh well i can do something like that but with things that i like and then it yeah, just yeah, spirals yeah. and spirals and spirals and because like you know the same as everything with social media now you just oh that guy like he's oh, you know he literally posts pictures of him stood outside a pub or everywhere or what's there's loads of them on the internet like yeah, just yeah. do food reviews and fucking bullshit like that and then everyone wants to do those like that could have could well be a jack the ripper kind of vibe because i think you said dean in the first place he was the first original noted killer serial killer like, yeah yeah well yeah and then the press, like, there was probably loads of them but well there's hh there holmes as well getting, isn't there say that again yeah. it's hh holmes He's like, yeah, which he's was the, around he, the same time, I believe. It I was, yes. but they, he's they, a suspect. They, they were, yeah, he there's rumors that he could be a suspect, but the timeline des- definitely doesn't line up. Yeah, but he yeah. was a proper, like, brutal. He did, like, I, I think HH H. Holmes was like high, very but again, high. That wouldn't, would that wouldn't have that wouldn't have trans uh transatlantic essentially, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have got it wouldn't Traversed have got across. over to it. Yeah, exactly. well, he started. Yeah, well, H.H. H. Holmes was from America. He was an American serial killer. Yeah, that's mm. what I mean. It's yeah. uh, the idea and the concept of, like, for instance, like now, uh, like serial killer culture. There's a really good documentary about it on Amazon about people who obsess over serial killers, but they're not. They're not serial killers. You know what I mean? They're just weird. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, like, there's. I think the pictures like John Wayne Gacy, but. The idea that you can become famous by doing something so Awful. essentially human, like if you look, if you look at it like eight hundred, nine hundred years prior to this happening, like going and killing a human, it's not not a big thing. You wouldn't have had the police service. You wouldn't have had people just saying, "Oh, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that." Like mm. you just you just did it. So yeah. like that sort of natural human instinct to be able to do that and become essentially in the the slums yeah to to become something out of nothing you know like donnie darko is like what is it the destruction is the best form of creation or something like that you know that's essentially i understand what you're getting to right yeah yeah. so i mean the 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 concept that it could have literally just been loads of people copycat killers yeah yeah yeah. it's a scream three scream two and three like all over absolutely without shadow of a doubt could um could totally be a copycat killer and just be hammed up by the press and just be a complete whirlwind of awfulness, but at the same time, something that a lot of people clearly profited on. Massively and profited on. And still are on. to this day. Yes. Because, and if because you want us to profit from this, sign up to the Patreon now or <laughs> use ogsocks.co.uk code, code NAC. And we're talking with... What was that? That, that was sounded like when sound. Louis Theroux speaks to that guy um, and he's like, Mission Control to Nebula Lon. Mendelssohn Forest or whatever. Oh, I Mission know, I know yeah. You're a fucking idiot. But <laughs> this, this is the thing, like, with conspiracy theorists, like, it's been, what, 130 years. Do you reckon, like, people have been thinking about all these weird ones? For, because people have been taking... People have been given too much time to think right. about it. 
yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. gets more and more mysterious. Like, I, it wouldn't surprise me that in like another hundred years' time, they're like, uh, Jack the Ripper knew about the internet, so he was trying to kill everybody before the internet <laughs> became a thing. Like, you know, like it, it sounds stupid, but you know, that's kind of this is where like the that whole Jewish thing. I'm not sure how prevalent that was at the time. Because it sounds like an agenda thing rather than a, yeah, an actual yeah. factual thing, right? You know, yeah, especially yeah. when you said there was three hundred newspapers, three hundred and fifty-three. Yeah, well, yeah uh, it, uh, local definitely, newspapers. definitely comes Five into of them it. Don't like Jews. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just write something. Especially when we come to the suspects, which we, I definitely think it's going to have to be. It will a separate be separate episode it, now. It for sure will um, be. Yeah, unfortunately, but when we I come like to the, the suspects. Idea. When we come to the suspects, you, you can definitely tell that there was definitely some uh, opinions and there was some prejudices that led to certain people being brought forward as potential Ripper suspects. That yeah, yeah. The only reason they were brought forward is because they were either Polish or Jewish. Yep. And then, yeah, so I would totally agree with that. So, it, like, they, they, they had no other links to the crimes other than being in Whitechapel and being. Eastern yeah, European and being, or and being a bit angry because they were a person that was racially discriminated against, probably yeah. on a daily basis. And so, do you in, find that in an area of eight hundred find... people per acre? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like not going into like modern stuff, but obviously, when anything happens in England now, it always seems to be blamed like locally on people who aren't from this country. Like that, that's right, what right. like the, the locals want to believe. Like. Especially where I'm from, changed. I'm not sure about you guys, but like Yorkshire, agesly, the older generation always be like, "Oh yeah, it'll be them. It'll be them." Yeah. You know, like well, let's and the, Brexit was mainly racially driven, racially driven on people yeah. going, yeah. Well, "Get close the borders, get rid of them." It's like they work. The immigrants work harder than you do. Yeah, mm. yeah. and that's not why bad. that's why they don't like them because they're like they get <laughs> paid. For doing for our doing jobs, what you don't do, and then yeah. you just murder about it. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, like, even to this day, it's the same prejudices. It's the it same is. thing. It totally is. It's nothing has changed. It's just we've got the internet now. <laughs> do you reckon all those all those prostitutes and all those people are just looking? All the Polish people are just leaning on that rope, that two, <laughs> two pence rope, just like, oh <laughs> god, I wish I was in his shoes. <laughs> yeah, and then all the Polish people working their asses off. Yeah, I wish I had shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so now we're on to the last victim of Jack the Ripper. Now, on my notes, excuse me, uh, Mary Kelly particularly, um, there was a lot known about her. I have the notes are um, are quite dense. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to back up with uh, Mary Kelly, but what I'm going to do particularly, we'll save um, some of the density of uh, this part. Of the story yeah, when it I comes think to people that she leads. knew. Yeah, we can leave for su- for the suspect side of things because yeah. I want to get to the actual discovery of the body immediately because it's quite possibly the most significant. Uh, as you mentioned, listeners, well, it's um, the earlier, only one that was done indoors. As it well. was the only one that was done indoors. It yeah. was the first ever crime scene photo ever taken, and yeah. quite possibly the most she one was, of the most she gruesome. Was a bit sexy as well, apparently. Apparently, she's quite sexy. she was a bit tidy. She's a bit of a um, sexy bitch. Whatever sexy Oof. bitch means. So, uh, at 25 years old, Mary Kelly... Oh, no, hold on. Uno memento. I need to read the date. No, nope, I've lost the date. Never mind. Um, there we go. Murdered. 9th of November. Anyway, so 9th of November, 
1888. Uh, very we'll close begin... to today. Very, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, oddly enough. It might be. You might. It might be when we're recording the next episode, to be honest. It might. May, we'll try and go for that then. We'll try. Yeah. But anyway, at 25 years old, Mary Kelly was much younger uh, than the victims of the ja uh, of Jack the Ripper. The Daily Telegraph, excuse me, my uh, notes have just gone and had a Connery. There we go. Uh, oh, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Sorry about that. <laughs> the Daily Telegraph described her as being a fair complexion with light, of fair complexion with light hair, possessing rather attractive features. Rather Remembering her in features. rather attractive features, whatever features are. Remembering her in his memoirs fifty years later, Walter Jew. Uh, Walter Jew, great name by the way. He is the uh, detective chief chief constable. Uh, at the Metropolitan Police. Walter Dew claimed that he knew her quite well by sight and told of how he had often seen her parading along Commercial Street between Flower and Dean Street and Aldgate or along Whitechapel. She was popular with um, locals. Uh, she was someone that a lot of people said that really they wouldn't have thought would have been caught up in a situation like this because of granted she used to be a prostitute but i think we'll end yeah, up she was um, a prostitute from a really young age when she lived in ireland like she yes and no no not in ireland she moved to cardiff and newport she was a prostitute in newport at a really young age like 14 15 i yeah. mean she was 25 as well like the rest of them were like pushing 40 yeah. Just, right right yeah you know, they're, so they're gonna was, be like oh odd. poor girl it was yeah it was it was rather odd but anyway um on a, around 4 a.m of the morning of 9th of november two neighbors claimed that they had heard a faint cry of oh murder oh murder murder but cries of murder were quite regular occurrence in the neighborhood and often meant a <laughs> drunken brawl was taking place or domestic violence was occurring it was quite customary for those on the receiving end on end of such violence to scream murder <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> the boy who cried wolf rings, right. rings there mind. you go uh, we did the miss, we've red... missed something what have we we've missed we've jumped ahead and we've missed out the from hell letter ah go ahead then ah, I've missed that murder jeez <laughs> jeez right. that was a good one before we go. we go any further we need to talk about the from hell letter because this yep. for me is probably the only one the only letter that would have come could have come from Jack the Ripper Really. Do you have the link notes there with you? I am going to read it to you in two seconds. I just cool. I, I got lost. I'm glad you brought this up because Steph, I'm, I apologise for missing something, but I'm glad Ben was there with that as well. The From Hell letter was sent to uh, George Lusk, who was the head of the Watchmen, uh, the the task force that the local people of Whitechapel put together to kind of combat the gangs. Oh, like the vigilante the, group. Like, yeah, a vigilante. A vigilante. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was, and and Jack, if he was from those parts, he'd know who Mr. Lusk was, who George Lusk was. So he wrote him right. a letter on, I think, October, when was it received? October, mid-October. Okay, yeah. Uh, 15th of October, maybe. Let's say 15th. No, the 16th of October. Let's just say the, the It was the 16th of October, a small package wrapped in brown paper bearing an indistinct London postmark was delivered to, to Lusk in the Evening Post. It was addressed by, to him by name and bore the name of the street, but did not give his dial's number. Hmm? From hell, Mr. Lusk saw. I send what? you half the kidney I took from one woman, preserved in 
it for you. Preserved it for you, yeah, yeah. T'other piece I fried and ate with the the very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that I took it out if you wait a little longer. Signed, catch me when you can, Mr. Lust. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, so it wasn't signed Jack. It was incredibly, like, if anything, poorly that's the most well. illiterate thing that I've ever read when it comes to... Send you to... half kidney with no why. I took from right. one woman, preserved it from for you, tava piece, I fried and ate. It was very n- nice with an S. I may send you the bloody niff that took it out if only wait a while longer. Signed. Anyone... If you can! <laughs> Has anyone tried to cipher that? Like, i.e. The, the misspelt letters... I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure. I'm pretty all... sure, like it's been 130 years. Someone must have tried to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that uh, sounds like a cipher to me. Like it, yeah. it sounds like the, you know, hidden right meaning in. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The knife. The maybe, nif, you, maybe the you nif. can you can work on that cipher for the suspects episode. I'm drunk already. I can't. I can't forget. <laughs> it. For the next for the for next this... episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you can. I won't, I so won't get why, a suspect. I'll just go with the letter. That, so what is it about this that that letter rings? was was sent with half a kidney, a human and kidney? It, yeah, and that was human. Yeah, a like, human kidney. And the the murder before a kidney had been removed. Right, Catherine exactly. Eddowes had had a kidney removed. So that for me is pretty. That alone like, is solid. That's pretty crazy. Like a human kidney. I mean, it's probably not that hard to get a human kidney in Whitechapel. But yeah, it, in that era of London, either like but, get a homeless person, I can booze him up. Ha- get half a kidney, get a kidney, and send it to someone. Yeah, it, you know. What's the actual proof that it was human though? That's a, like they took they, it to me- D- DNA wasn't massive then. No, yeah, they but you took can it t- first. They took it to a vet, didn't they? And the yeah. vet was like, "This isn't an animal. Like yeah. this is." But it was only human. half a human kidney though, wasn't it? Yeah, it'd been cut yeah. up. Because he ate the other half. half. He ate the other half, apparently. So tastes proper nice, it did. Ooh, kidney. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, he took it to Dr. Thomas Openshaw, the pathological curator, examined it. Openshaw's finding would become the subject of much press debate, not to mention misreporting in the days that followed. And Openshaw would become so alarmed by the inaccuracies that would appear in various newspapers that he would go on record and correct them. Ultimately, the subsequent press coverage would encourage another Jack Ripper letter written to target Openshaw with his own prank letter. So, yeah. Another they... bloody letter. <laughs> but <coughs> you, you, believe, you believe this is the... The, the concrete one like that's one this, that could... no i'm not saying it concrete i'm saying this this one could be from because jack. of the or not jack itself. catch me if you can he signed it he didn't sign it jack the ripper <laughs> that'll jack catch me if you can fella leonardo dicaprio sounds like the yorkshire ripper one though he's like you're no closer to finding me but then he found him now, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. you found me at the end ps you oh, got me. he's knocking at the door <laughs> oh pubed oh, it's me pubed again <laughs> Peter. Campus Yorkshire man ever. I'm glad we got. I'm glad you brought the from hell letter up though. I'm, I'm yeah. devastated that so I've actually anyway, missed that. And then the next thing that happened was Mary Kelly was mutilated in the bed. The from hell thing is Mary. the most kind of epic part about oh, it sick. because it it is basically <laughs> signifying that somebody is taking claim of it. But again, it just sounds like a copycat thing to me. Yeah. So okay. Um, uh, I'm trying to make sure where I am with my notes. There we go. Uh, right. Thomas Bowyer finds her body at 10.45 a.m. that morning. Mary Kelly's landlord, landlord John McCarthy, sent his assistant, Tom Bowyer, who was also known as uh, Indian Harry, oh, Indian Harry, uh, ran to 13 Miller's Court to collect her overdue rent. Striding into Miller's Court, Bowyer banged on the door twice. There was no answer. No doubt believing that she was inside, but unwilling or unable to pay her rent. Bowyer stepped around the corner and pulled aside a curtain that covered the broken window pane. Moments later, an ashen-faced Bowyer staggered back into McCarthy's shop. Governor, he spluttered. I knocked at the door and could not uh, make anyone answer. I looked through the window and saw a lot of blood. You don't, you don't mean that. Uh, Harry was McCarthy's horrified response, and the two men hurried from the shop into court, into Miller's court. Stooping down, McCarthy pushed aside the curtain and gazed into the gloomy room. A sight of unimaginable horrors met his eyes. The wall behind the bed was splattered with blood. On the bedside table was a pile of bloody human flesh, and there on the bed, barely recognisable as human, lay the virtually skinned-down cadaver of Mary Kelly. Now, for people that are... Um, Trigger warning, that's quite gruesome. Yeah, uh, we should have warned you before that. Are, that. <laughs> yeah. If you're curious, listeners that aren't aware of this, <coughs> excuse me, um, this incident is uh, was the first crime scene uh, photo ever recorded, and it is possibly one of the most... Well, there are probably more gruesome photos as time has like, gone on, but this particular... There um, is now. I saw a guy fucking get his dick and balls eaten off by a fucking pit bull. Like, and I Please saw it in, no. mo in motion vision. Oh, I God. I seen it in the moving pictures. I, I, saw. I didn't even see it in a washed out black and white photograph. <laughs> but um, if you want to Google up this image, you can find the original picture of the what is left this. of Mary Kelly. Have you not seen it, JJ? I haven't seen it. Google the this original one. I vomit live. You can Google Blech. the original image, but at the same time, there have also been people that have colorized the photo, and it makes it even worse. <laughs> like, even worse. It's horrific. It's, I love the fact, like, people take the time people are that morbid. to do this. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to colorize this. 
Fucking hell. What's that? What's the, oh, that's the that, that's her back that I can oh, see through the front of kidneys. Oh, there we go. Better. That needs to be a bit darker. K-E-L-L-Y. Right. Okay. So while you guys are doing that, I'll have a, and even the listeners that are doing so, Mary Kelly, yep, autopsy, no, crime scene photo. The police arrive. McCarthy sent, oh, no, sorry. Hold on. I nearly missed something there. The site that we saw. Did they put this picture in that book that we all all bought? It looks like a human combustion. It does, doesn't it? But it's not. Yeah. It might well be in that. Old women's legs and near a toilet. Yeah. So the site we saw, this is a... um, uh, I'm reading this now from jack-the-ripper.org as my notes towards the end were a little bit messed up. Uh, the site that we saw, I cannot drive away from my mind, MacArthur, McCarthy, Lati, uh, McCarthy later told a journalist, it looked more like the work of Whoa. a devil than of a man. Uh, there you go, JJ's just seen it. I had heard a great deal about the Whitechapel murders, but I declare to God I had never expected to see such a sight like this. The whole scene is more than I can describe. I hope I may never see such a sight again. Uh, it doesn't look real. It do- that's how bad it is. Like nah, she was, her the, the, like the right leg, the right leg. Like unless he's like removed all the muscle from her legs. Well, he has, but let, uh, I'll after I've read through these notes, Sorry, I will man. get to no. You're good. Um, I like the fact that you're clearly shocked by it. So uh, the police arrive. McCarthy sent Bowyer to Commercial Street Police Station to fetch the police, and having first stopped to secure his shop, hurried after them. Inspectors Walter Dew and Walter Dew. I'm still like they blatantly named him like Walter because their surname's Dew, clearly. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and Walter Beck were chatting inside the station when Bowyer arrived. As Dew Dew recalled in his memoirs, the poor fellow was so frightened that for a time he was unable to utter a single intelligible word. At last, he. uh, at it's last, he up. managed to stammer out something about another one. Jack the Ripper, awful. Jack McCarthy sent me. Even that as like sentence, like after seeing something like that, is another one. Jack the Ripper, awful. Jack McCarthy sent me. Like just, that just goes to show how bad it was. Just the Sorry, quick JJ, one. Like yep. it was one. It was the thing that I was going to ask you both earlier on. Is there any particular reason where the name Jack the Ripper came from? They like, just put it. It's just, it's just Jack depressed. Is the son like. This is where my namesake comes from. Jack's son is just yeah. a random lad. Like, it, it just means random lad. So, yeah. Jack. Well, Jack right, the Ripper Jack. was just a name invented by those two journalists. Yeah, but the, that's the thing. Like, Jack the Where Ripper. did they get that idea from? Right, I understand did, whether did there's meaning to... Did go around and ask everyone who was named Jack if he killed anyone? Just <laughs> the point. <laughs> yeah, no, like... Are you, Jack? Lot... Are you Jack? Yeah, are you Jack? Are you Jack? Are you Jack? Are you so Jack? Many go jacks. by the name of Ripper. Does your breath smell like liver? <laughs> just, just pointing out. Anyway, just I'm gonna go, go back to watch these pictures again. These pictures. So soon, Beck and Dew were following Bowyer along Commercial Street in the direction of Dorset Street. When they arrived at Miller's Court, Dew tried the door, but it would not open. Inspector Beck therefore moved to the window and gazed into the room. Almost instantly, he staggered back. For God's sake, Dew! He cried, "Don't look." Do you ignore the... This is just testament. If you're listening mm. to this or watching this, Google the image. It is awful. It is horrendous. And if you can, colorized. And if you have a stomach, look at it. It is oh, not I nice. I want colorized one. The, the colorized one just makes it even more horrific. Uh, do you ignore the order and looking through the window, ah! saw sight which would stay with him to this dying day. The horror of what he saw was still vivid in his mind when he penned his memoirs 50 years later. What do you saw now? 
As my thoughts go back to Miller's Court and what happened there, the old nausea, indignation and horror overwhelm me still. My mental picture of it remains as shockingly clear as though it were but, but yesterday. No savage could have been more barbaric. No wild animal could have done anything so horrifying. Mary Kelly's body lay on the bed. Her head uh, turned towards the window. Her face had been mutilated beyond recognition. And one feature in particular struck Inspector Dew. The poor woman's eyes. They were wide opened and seemed to be staring straight at me with a look of terror. Indeed, so thorough were the mutilations to Mary Kelly's face that her lover, Joseph Barnett, was later only able to identify her by her eyes and ears. So, the post-mortem... Go on, JJ. It's not good, is it? It's really no, brought it, a downer. I think <laughs> the the problem is with everything like this. It's always it, it's always the way that people are wording things to like, um, what's the word like? Infuse like people's scare scare problems about it. Right. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her face is removed, so her fucking eyelids are gone. Like her eyes weren't open. Like I know it's only it only comes down to like language, but. It's like, oh my god! And the only thing that could do this, her face is completely removed. Yeah, like yeah. the guy has it. They're like sensationalizing the fact they're like her eyelids were like prized open. They're not. She's got no fucking. She's got no face. Her face what, is gone. What is? Um, she looks like the film we were talking about earlier on. A bear. It's awful. <laughs> what's, what's you it look at a lot. Um, they live. They live. There's, yeah, Rowdy there's, Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah, like. The mutilation of their faces almost but, but um, if you look at the photograph her face like, is right, off i'm gonna take Fucking his face off what's what's interesting as well you look at the um obviously uh there are a lot of people that have 3d imaged the scene and through the years people are able to make uh assumptions and reconstructions of certain things Dave, if you look in, if you really want to go deep and try and get a an actual image of what Mary Kelly looked like, there are actual uh, efforts that have gone to reconstruct or reimagine the face behind, like the mutilation. And you, from the reconstruction, she was a pretty girl, like, and it's quite incredible That's what that over me the, the most, years. <laughs> yeah, it's that people, it feels... people are like, she was a pretty girl, and it's. It, you know oh, no. I mean. <laughs> and it's <laughs> no i'm not i'm just saying it's interesting as well that it, out of all of the victims canonically it seems that mary kelly was the least attached or the least one that you would think would probably be involved granted she was ren she was told to have been attractive young very well liked in the mm. area yet she suffered the absolute worst maybe that's why exactly exactly um so go on jj thanks on the tip of your tongue i can see i was just thinking like do you think that might have been why the ripper's last victim was indoors it was the most beautiful girl and she was on a bed which historically if you're in a bed it means you're in a marital bed rather than on the streets or being a like certainly a, back then yeah a, a rat yeah. like a hood a hood rat like do you think that could be why that that was that was the last victim like some sort of like symbolism as to yeah. what like yeah you're referring to i reckon it could be could be because there there's also theories that like again coming back to the masonic thing that there was the five victims and then you would uh you would sacrifice without going like hugely into it but you would sack one to the sacrifice one to the sun one to the moon and then one to the the water and one to the thing and then one to the earth, which would be your 
which would be your your basic vigil to the to yeah the world. yeah yeah that's interesting and again it lays testament or it connects sorry to all of the the the, the innards and stuff that always seem to be over shoulders yeah. that like simulate well that's where the particular like, that theories all those theories come from yeah. of of satanism i guess would be so, the, the structure of the body yes so it's along with the da vinci like divine man and woman the divine man and woman so yeah leading on from what you're saying about the particulars of the ritualism of maybe the uh sacrifices or whatever salt so the post yeah, the salt slingers the uh the post-mortem report uh dr thomas bond detailed her injuries in his subsequent post-mortem report even today uh, inured as we are by graphic de uh, depictions of violence and bloodshed on television and in films, the detached scientific tone of his report makes for extremely discomforting and disturbing reading. So if you're not a fan of that, probably tune out. But if you've got this far, you're clearly inquisitive and a sick fuck like all of us. I think Sorry. people are just, people are so desensitized to that. Like, they are. I thought they it was going to really be horrendous. Are. And I looked at it, I was like, that's horrendous because it's a human body. But in my mind, I, all I could think about was somebody that making that out of mashed potato or something like that. It literally looks like somebody just made it out of mashed potato and then put a dress on it. Yeah. So And she was apparently it, the most attractive one. Yeah. Which even makes it worse. Like so <laughs> the body was lying in the middle of the bed, the shoulders flat, but the axis of the body inclined to the left side of the bed. The head was turned on the left cheek. The left arm was close to the body with the forearm flexed at a right angle and lying across the abdomen. Uh, sorry, the, it was fixed at a right The forearm was fixed at a right angle and lying across the abdomen. Uh, the right arm was slightly abducted from the body and rested on the mattress, the elbow bent and the forearm supine with fingers clenched. For everybody that's listening, JJ's simulating where the arms are and stuff like that. Very well done, well, sir. I'm on 35 mil, so you can only see a little <laughs> bit of me. The I'm legs were wide my abdomen. <laughs> the legs were the legs were wide apart. Go on, son. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> the legs were wide apart. The left fire at right angles to the trunk, and the right forming an obtuse angle with the pubes. The whole of the surface of the abdomen and fires were removed, and the abdominal cavity emptied of its viscera literally everything pulled out that is fucking rotten and that's like, what they don't explain very well in any of the media they say that the uterus was removed but they but a lot of the other murders as well it was removed as in it was scooped out not yeah. not internally removed it was it was it out had of to the be pelvis got, yeah like, it had out to of be the pelvis there were things in the way and there's <laughs> to no, to there's no way that somebody could do that um, without science or, or scientifically or doctorally there's no way that anyone can do that without like, that's medical what has history been yeah no no you, like the way that you would have to remove a, a uterus sorry would sorry be yes internally yes, yes. So the, the way that you would remove it through the front which is how the, this one is described as you would have to cut through the pelvic wall, which, that. which is not scientific. This is where I, uh, this is where my, my theory so, of the person who did it comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause he was uh, a bit of a spaz. Ben, was you going to touch on that just a moment before I carry on? Or I thought I heard you say something. Sorry. No, okay. it's pretty brutal. It's just yeah. so brutal. 
So, yeah, listeners, we are not done just yet. Uh, the breasts were cut off, the arms <sighs> mutilated by several jagged wounds, and the face hacked beyond recognition of the features. Hacked as well, not like cut, hacked. Like, what was done with the breast, though? Uh, I think I'm getting to that in a moment. Hold on. Okay. Uh, the tissues of the neck <laughs> were severed. This is the right one. Yeah. The, the, I need the, to put my tissue... erection down. Calm down. Hang on. <laughs> I knew there had to be something vulgar. I knew it. Uh, the tissues of the neck were severed at all round down to the bone. The viscera were found in various parts. Uh, the uterus and kidneys with one breast under the head, the other breast by the right foot, the liver between the feet and the intestines by the right side and the spleen by the left side of the body. That's that's not someone just doing this through pure sickness and just, Have you ever just had acupuncture? No. So this links in and I don't know whether they did this in From Hell because of opium or the idea of opium or stuff like this. But the the idea of acupuncture did come around from smoking opium okay and th that link with those body parts where they are the this is where i was going to talk about before but i did it right. I was like, I'll, I'll keep it in there this is where it comes from so the concept so when in all media now they always talk about uh scientists talking uh the sorry jack the ripper talking about him him being a, a doctor or whatever I don't right. think that that's where that came from. I think it came from the holistic idea of acupuncture, in my opinion. Oh, like, yes, I'm not yes. a ripologist. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. But the, last paragraph. Yeah. That sorry. Concept. Sorry. The last paragraph. We're still not done yet. <laughs> the flaps removed from the abdomen and thighs were on a table. The bed clothing at the right corner was saturated with blood, and on the floor beneath was a pool of blood covering about two uh, square feet. The face was gashed in all directions, the nose, cheeks, eyebrows, and ears being partially removed. The lips were blanched and cut by several incisions running obliquely to the chin. There were also numerous cuts extending irregularly across all features. Now, if you just put that whole entire post-mortem together, you might as well have thought that she had been thrown in front of like a combine harvester. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking horrific. It's a frenzied, like mad attack though, isn't it? It's like it's just what ripping strange, and Right, but Ben, what's strange, it's, yeah, it has to be frenzied for how ferocious it is. But as JJ keeps tapping onto or tapping into, it sounds ritualistic, like it's planned yeah. to some degree. I like, don't, I see it as like almost like someone's, you know, when they get that like electric thing on the elephant's foot in the kebab shop and they're like carving oh, away. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, that's just like, all I can think of. Elephant's foot. Elephant's foot. The kebabby did it. It's a kebabby. My mum chopped her finger off one Christmas with one of those. Yeah. Oh, Not so an elephant's I think... foot with uh, one of them. Like 1980s beige trimmers. <laughs> the two it just feels like he's just going, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I'll take a bit off here. I'll take a bit off there. Oh, I'll take a bit off there. Like, and he's just like, right. until there's nothing left. Like, well, like Hannibal Lecter like, does. Yeah. But you look, you look at the picture and it's like, how is that? It's, it's frenzied. It's no, there's no question. It is absolutely frenzied. 
but it's 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 definitely ritualistic and planned it or seems, precise in its... It seems ritualistic in hindsight, but when you think about it, it's just someone just going, I've got, there's no one stopping me doing this. I can just keep doing yeah. it. I can keep doing it. I can keep doing right. it. Right, pulling, okay, pulling, yeah. pulling, pulling, pulling. And we're going, sitting here. I've got yeah, to go. It, but we're seeing it from... from oh, like, why did he put that there? Why is that why, there? Hmm. Like... It was placed, oh. but it was pretty going, finish with that, next, finish with that, next. Done with oh, this, yep, done with that. Oh, let's see what happens if I take a bit of a face off. Like, I don't think I, it's... I have to disagree with both of you. Like, not both of you, but I, I feel... <laughs> One of you. It's, it's, it's my, like, my brain just like, I really want it to be something weird, but it might be just the guy, like, like you said, just like ripping bits off. But I feel like it is your Hannibal Lecter kind. Like, it's, it's logical. Like, one of the things that I haven't read about is their parts missing. Oh, not one of the things I haven't read about. Well, the Lots kidneys were taken from the first one. Oh, I think God, you yeah, just but looked this, taken. With this one, is, is parts missing? Like, did someone put the puzzle piece back together? Like, did they slap the wafer fin hand back I think her face? heart was taken, wasn't it, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, well, in From Hell, they insinuate that he puts a heart in the uh, kettle and the then kettle. throws it over to the fire. But I don't know whether that's just Hollywood. But reading from the notes of this, I don't... There's nothing further that insinuates anything being removed because that was um, Dr. Thomas Bond's detail of the injuries in the, in in the subsequent inquest, sorry, po post-mortem report. So but we also didn't... don't agree with every scientific evidence in Quest, especially after the Diana one. Well, where, but, well, where she was you... seen walking around. Next minute, she's dead. Right, uh, that's true. I'd like to think that, for instance, uh, a doctor wouldn't necessarily, but like you can't sit there and say that there isn't anyone sitting again. That isn't removed, is it? Like, don't yeah. don't include that or something. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking it, at it, it from my conspiracies like eye, essentially, yeah. instead of just reality, like reality, like black and white reality. Sorry, the picture does look like it does, and this is probably because how desensitized everyone is now. It does look like a doll. It it, it looks does. like it like for instance the the leg in the foreground doesn't look like it's got muscular structure at the bottom, mm. uh, and this is why I'm asking if things were removed and not left anywhere. Because the leg doesn't look, the leg doesn't look like it's there. Like it lo literally looks like there's all the muscles gone. The yeah, foreground it, leg. I mean, you can see the bone. You can yeah, physically. Yeah, that's it. Where's the rest of the leg? Like you can't, you can't see the. I, oh, what what they've taken off. Yeah, this is what I'm yeah, saying. Like, that... has like ninety nine percent of the body been recovered? Well, I did say remember the they would. She would have from... been. She would have been on the breadline. She would have been starving, so there wouldn't have been a lot of fat. She's right, been on crocodile. True, yeah. yeah, but you can see her. But you can see her fucking. She's on Atkins. But it, it does mention unless it does she was mention, like lame in one leg. It does mention that like the flaps, around. the flaps removed from the abdomen and yeah, you can see the big chunk with the bone by. there. Look, yeah, look, look. This look at the. I mean, I'm looking at the picture. I'm pointing at the pictures. But yeah, the you can see this. Yeah, you can. There's. It's just a mental image. Yeah, but it's not. It isn't the thigh that I'm talking about. It's I'm talking about the calf. Oh, like you can, sorry. You sorry. can see you can see the calf in the background. Oh, yeah, but like that could be calf. that could just be the calf that could just be covered. That could just be covered by that bit of. It's not covered. Duvet you can, though. You can see that it isn't covered. It looks like that whole leg's been cut off and just laid in. It, yeah, it almost just like does. Yeah. Back. Oh, <laughs> literally oh, how I feel after every festival I've ever been to. Yeah, I've had my uterus ripped out.
Yeah. <sighs> could you? Im- I could not. I could. Den- I genuinely could not imagine witnessing something like that. On the could you- on the on the Wikipedia, there's another crime scene photograph from the other. There angle. is. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where it's as if the body has been yeah. laid down on the floor? Yeah. Oh. Is there debate over and that? You can see it's... you can see the fat and like the with the the things that have been removed. It's from the other angle, so it's over the top of the body, looking back towards the other photographer. And you can right, see. Right. Hold what... on, then. Uh, Mary Kelly Wiki. This is uh, there's again. Something, there's something really peculiar about the way she's lying. Like that to me is like the way that she's lying isn't. Like you said before about how Remember he's the... been moving him about and like yeah, pulling yeah, bits of off there, so I get that, but there is a very there's a very kind of like Fuck complacent complacent vibe, isn't there, about that? Yeah, that's why like... I mean that's why I don't think it's ritualistic. I think it's like just I... You oh, want sorry, it to be right. ritualistic. You, right, okay. Have you see, you've seen the fucking you've seen the the hanging man in the tarot cards. Like that is yeah. that is very much that pose that she's in 100 this crime scene photo that the the, the the different angle sorry that yeah. ben that i'm looking at oh. so i'm trying to you is that her hand on her chest that i'm yeah. looking at and that's her abdomen what? and fl- fires you First can see that i pulled out sorry what, what one is it i can't see it. it's not in focus yeah what was it it's a page of swords which is a reflection of the hanging man Oh God! Like just looking at literally the first card I pulled out of the pack, but it would it would have been that way. You can't see it because it's not. But looking at that picture is the fact that you can actually see the fibers, like and the lines of muscle, and it is. For I don't think any normal person could do that. But as you guys were saying, for stuff to be removed, or someone has said that it was precise and the things to be removed were so well done and uh approached that the person had to know some sort of medical had to have some form of medical background but then if you have a medical background you're going to be used to seeing stuff like that aren't you yeah and that kind of ties into the movie from hell and i know i don't want to specifically be like oh that's the true story it kind of does tie into a lot of things about that it's um but yeah everybody listening as well as viewers that is we, we again we could go through every single victim that has been potential victim yeah. potential victim but you wouldn't be able to record long enough you, your ss your ssd drive would end up becoming full uh so we only included the canonical five but two prior that began the murders and one that yeah. is hotly debated as being yeah. one there's a few other, other victim. like possible early victims that we won't get like was it and annie millwood ada wilson emma smith ada wilson yes that was another um, name i remember coming yeah. across and then after mary kelly there was rose Milet, uh alice mckenzie and then the pinchin street torso um was could could be one and then francis coles there so was there's, a, there's, all, there's a few there was could also around around that era there was a um uh, a, 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 a mythical character called uh, Springhield Jack. Springhield Jack. Apparently... You heard of him? He's uh, he's almost to me. It sounds like he's a Southend werewolf person of like <laughs> Whitechapel at that time. They think it was a guy that had like springs for heels and he could jump over yeah, houses. Yeah, like a devil, That's wasn't he? Yeah. Funny. Yeah, they reckon he was like a devil of some sort. But but yeah, that wraps up. I think it's three hours and nineteen minutes now. Um. We're going to have to do the suspects in another episode. And I yeah. think what will be... That will... <laughs>
<laughs> deal, deal with it. Um, uh, that'll be interesting because I think we will. Uh, the, the the suspects. We're going to double if, down on the people we think it is now, and well, it's just going to be like. Yeah, like, I I think granted this story is immensely um, interesting, but my my prime suspect, like in everything that went on with my prime suspect, and obviously you guys will find out who it is in the next episode. To me, his uh, uh, everything in that is just as interesting as this whole entire story. Like that, how they connect a lot of these together is as interesting, in my opinion. It's not as boring as what you'd think it sounds like. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the, a lot of it relies on these actually being connected killings. Yes, a lot of, which the more you look into it, the deeper you read into it, the more you think actually. Yeah. Two of those five probably didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, probably not. So it's three killings. Yeah. But those only three in Whitechapel. So, you know, there's obviously it, the guy. London's huge. From, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode. Sorry, it was, we left you on a bit of a, with blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Should mean what, an, get... what an episode to bring it back with, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And I mean, it's Halloween yesterday. It was meant it to be. It has to be, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it so... was Halloween yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to try and do the next episode on November 9th, which was the date of Mary Kelly's death, right? Yeah, it would be good if we could do that. That would be that would be the plan. I would JJ's like going to check his diary. He's not doing anything. He's being locked down. You're being <laughs> locked down, so you won't be doing anything. Yeah, I've got nothing to do, but it just depends what day it is, doesn't it? It's a fun... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to buy any more booze. This is why I was like, let's do the suspects now. It's, an, it's Monday. It's it's not next Monday, oh. not tomorrow, the, the week after. So it's a week away. Well, I think we could we could brush over vi- certain suspects and like... As long but, as it's like PlayStation release week. It's not. It's the day before Xbox comes, so I'll 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 be happy to do it that. But yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, please join the Discord and get involved now because now's the time where you can put your evidence forward for who you think Absolutely. the suspect is. Absolutely, that would be a good idea. Love it. That's a great. So we can we'll look at that and we'll kind of see if there's What's any that JJ we can bring doing? forward. What's J- <laughs> I don't know what JJ's Sorry, doing. If you're watching on YouTube, try fiend. and put in the comments what you think JJ's doing. And also comment below if you uh, have any suspects. So any of the suspects that we... And if you think maybe we've got the same suspect, who knows? Because we've definitely given some clues as to who we think the suspect is. Absolutely, yeah. Um, in this episode. But make sure you sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, follow us on Instagram. Not that anyone does Twitter. the Instagram anymore. We've stopped posting on that, I think. Oh, we'll post on it, don't worry. Someone do the Twitter, someone do the Instagram. I'll do um, the Instagram, I'll take that. I've got Twitter. You do the Twitter. Uh, and uh, yeah, Epstein didn't kill himself. He didn't. Bye. I was going to say free Ghislaine Maxwell. Believe what? Hashtag believe all women. Just, just <laughs> Lana. All, Tim yeah. Dillon. Just Lana. <laughs> Sex work is Hashtag work. believe all women. Hashtag. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Much love and appreciation. Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Back, that is a light brown jacket. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>